Song Woven presents the Lanaya Expedition, a Level Up Advanced Fifth Edition Actual Play Campaign, Episode Twenty, Retrospection. You can catch us live every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch.tv/SongWovenShow, or watch the video version of this podcast on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. I am Tim Dontran, and you are watching Songwoven: The Lanaya Expedition. Of course, I am、uh, I am your narrator, and of course, I am joined today by two um two parts uh that make uh two parts that make up the majority of our soul. Um, can、uh, can we please introduce ourselves? I feel like I'm on NPR. <laughs> I'm Jenny Sherard, and I play Cecilia, Idlewind. And hello, I'm Emma Mosco, and I play Jean-Claude Bouchelon. Amazing. <laughs> um, He's laughing already. He already. What is the bit? What is the bit? Is the question? There is no bit. Uh, first of all,、uh, thank you all so much、uh, again for watching.、Uh, it's just it just came upon、uh, it just came upon us that we're、uh, we are closing in on our、uh, one year、uh, anniversary when we started this、Yay! whole little shebang.、Um, it's the tomorrow is the one year anniversary of our test stream that was two weeks before our actual premiere. Yeah. And we are uh, approaching uh, the, our first actual uh, Lanaya uh, expedi- uh, expedition. Are we going to do something special? I don't know.、Um, probably have a nice post about it on Twitter. It's going to be great. <laughs> Our X. <laughs> no, we'll never call it that. <laughs> We're going to make an exit seat. An exit seat. Seat. <laughs> Oh, let me just X you on X real quick. I re-Xed it.、God. My X X, X works me on X. X works the spot. Back to pirates. A couple announcements. A couple announcements at the very top of the screen. Um, so for、uh, so for so for everyone,、uh, just letting you know that at the very end,、uh, very end of this game, we're gonna have a a small Q and A session. This session is bound to be a little bit on the shorter side,、uh, so uh, we'll we'll,、uh, we'll we'll give it a whole、uh, little makeup and we'll give us some time for some questions at the end, and then、uh, we'll we'll call it we'll call it a game. And uh, number two,、um, we, all of us here at Songwoven. The company talk.、Uh, all of us here at Songwoven agreed.、Uh, sorry, no, that's not that's not how it works. All of us here at Songwoven Corporation have no! come. No, not have, Songwoven Corp. Have come to an understanding.、Um, but for real though, uh, uh, go, uh, going uh, going forward,、um, because we're、uh, we're 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 a little bit、uh, busy people.、Um, And、uh, you know we have to keep an eye on our、uh, on our health and our you know our energy levels and such when it comes to this.、Uh, and we and、uh, some of us here have、uh, jobs outside of this, and we do this for fun for the entertainment.、Um, we have decided going forward that、um, the last week,、um, the last Sunday、uh, of every、uh, month, we will take it off.、Uh, 
But don't worry, we will we will be we will be back. It gives us time to rest ourselves, get a little focused on our on our on our real life endeavors. Um, I don't know why I, I don't know why I said that. Like this is not a real life uh, endeavor. Um, this is the fake life, I guess. Um, this is a fake life endeavor. <laughs> uh, get ourselves all uh, nice and charged up and ready to go again, um, because some people just don't. Uh, some people just don't prepare uh, their games uh, six sessions ahead of time, and sometimes they scramble at the last second, uh, which is not good. Uh, it is not good etiquette. Uh, sometimes six um, sessions ahead. Jesus <clears throat> <gasps> Christ, dude! It becomes six sessions when they take six sessions to do what you thought would be one. Ah, <laughs> us. <laughs> um, and that's uh, uh, that, that's about that's about it. Um, as you can see, no bits. No bits occurred in the opening of our game. The opening is the key, I think. I no think everyone's watching the Chiefs game. Mm. No! <laughs> so uh, again, uh, from the bottom, from the bottom of our hearts to the very top, thank you so much uh, for always coming to uh, always coming to watch uh, and enjoy us. Dropping something, uh, dropping something in the chat. It's always great. Uh, India Marie Pauls. India! Yeah. India's Hello. not walking the Chiefs game. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's what my family is doing. <laughs> with that said, who here would like to do the recap? Oh my God. Timmy wants to. Why am I struggling to? Ah, well, stream elements. If anyone needs me to read what we just posted in the chat, Timmy wants to. <clears throat> Jean Claude and Cecilia Ooh. celebrate their victory against the Bullywood Queen at the Adventures League. Cecilia sends a message to Delmira that gets cut off on Delmira's end. When Cecilia falls asleep, the father of scarecrows haunts her dreams and threatens to kill Delmira if she doesn't give him the moon shards. Claude wakes her up, and Cecilia gets verification from her sister's friend that she is okay. The pair sets out once more. The most important detail that's missing from that is that um, Jean-Claude and Elise uh, fought a little bit. They had a row. They had a, they had a little bit of a row. <laughs> they finally drew hands. <laughs> Elise that should, won. That should have been Willa. Barely. <laughs> She's sick of it should have been. It should have been. John sick of her shit. <laughs> he's, a, he's a feminist, so everyone deserves to get their ass kicked. <laughs> the hammer of justice is unisex. <laughs> the hammer of justice is unisex, goddammit. <laughs> she threw a shoe at him. was the first thing. And I forgot about that until I went to make clips, and I just lost it again. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, man, he just attacked her out of nowhere. No, no, she threw a shoe at him. She threw a shoe and at him. And then she was like, pick and up my boots. knocked him out. Yeah, pick, pick up, up my shoe, and he's, and he's like, all right, I'm, I've had about enough of this. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Mm, oh, and then another thing is that we have, like, a new mission. 
quote unquote. Yes. The characters haven't necessarily decided it, but the players have. Though they did kind of with Atheist say that they. Oh might wait, no, they would. Oh, that's because... the important thing. Atheist told them. Yep, that they, um, so we were told to avoid this town with, there is an archmage there, um, and all these automatons have gone rogue, essentially, and so to be careful not to go there, uh, but the archmage, Brandrick, um, Atheus recognizes the name but doesn't know from where, he can't remember, and he wants to remember... So we might he, go like, deal with killer too. robots. Yeah, he was like, please take me. And he was and very sincere. Very, like the most sincere we've ever seen in VS. <clears throat> and uh, I will say, uh, going forward, um, that me and Jenny have done some uh, role-playing off the side. Uh, so some new information uh, will come up <gasps> um, in a little yes. bit, coming from Cecilia. Sending. Whenever it comes up. Oh my god, did Jeez. you guys have a date night with um, Stellar and Cecilia? Um, something's more important right now, unfortunately. <sighs> I was like, that's so cute. Because people who don't know, they're a couple and they're dating. They're not a couple. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> they're, they're getting through the first awkward phases. By the Some, time if, we get to Valentine's Day... <laughs> But what if Stellar Stellar's just getting closer and closer with Jaime right now? So you know she. I I don't think she sees Jaime that way. When John Claude brought it up, she almost whooped his ass. Yeah, she, <laughs> she got really mad. She was like, "No," she just went flat. <laughs> like, "No, don't." Yeah, all I'm saying is, by we get to the Valentine's Day episode, it's gonna be clutch. Have to. She has to come back. And we gotta get Jean Claude someone. <laughs> No, Jean-Claude is going to love himself. That's his He's got to love himself. He's got to love himself as his Valentine. <laughs> is Valentine's Day a Sunday next year? I'm always checking the dates to see. It is not. Oh, I got Damn the... it. Oh, me, me, I must practice self-love. And then he, he buys himself, himself a shit ton of chocolate. <laughs> he buy, Exactly the next day, he buys all the cheap-ass chocolate. <laughs> After go after Valentine's Day, when after it's Valentine's all on Day. super sale. That's Jean Claude, baby. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. With that said, JT, that's also what I do. Yeah, that's so. reasonable. Uh, <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> Is it girl math too? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Is it girl math? <laughs> Oh gosh, there's so much girl everything. <laughs> I, explained, girl I explained girl dinner to I'm Timmy, and then the, literally right the next day, the next day after I explained what girl dinner was to Timmy, I found out about girl math. <laughs> I'm having my girl dinner, some frozen yogurt. We live girl in Girl dinner! <laughs> Everyone says society's collapsing, but I, I, I keep hearing stuff to the contrary. <laughs> I think we are collapsing as a society. Yeah. On the backs of girl uh, dinner, girl math. How can that happen when girl math and girl dinners exist? <laughs> what? How can that happen when the when the quote Bar like, girl Barbie was too the close beginning to the of sun. the end? <laughs> girl boss too close. I, I don't know why, but I really do feel like I girl boss too close to the sun sometimes. <laughs> I gotta write that down on your resume. On my resume, Ever Rasco, girl 
Girl boss is too close to the sun. <laughs> we'll just have a tagline. That's Girl. Emma's tagline. <laughs> Girl boss. I and it's Icarus. Cause of it's, death. It's, it's Icarus. Cause of death. Girl boss. Girl boss too close to the sun. <laughs> when you when you perish, the Reaper shows up. It's like, was it worth it? When you grow boss too close to the <laughs> sun. You see my melting wax wings on my back? <laughs> I put those there to further my point. I wish I would have gatekeeped more. <laughs> and gaslit. I'd gaslit just a little bit more. i just gaslit just a little more. <laughs> I was trying to make this a quick intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been talking for 12 minutes. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. We clocked it in at seven this minutes. Is, see, this is what happens when friends stream together. It's a problem. It's and it's problem. been two weeks, so... Yeah. It's been two weeks, we haven't so talked we have in to, a bit. We have to get it all out. Uh, all right, I can't do this anymore. Confession, guys. Hey, we all hate each other behind the scenes. This is this is a fake friendship on stream. We all hate each other. Oh, we're just letting that out now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm is it sick like of this. A, it's it's like the fake dating trope, only it's fake friends trope. It's fake friends who come together to play TNT. Yeah, like Timmy's Timmy's a great a great GM, but like terrible human being, out self admittedly. <laughs> I can't even I can't even stick with this bit because I love no, you guys. No, yeah, it's too mean. <laughs> I was playing to be quick. I love you guys so much. <laughs> As an actor. As an actor, I was acting. That's Did you of, actually believe we were friends? That's what my script said, <laughs> you nimbus. You idiot. You six-piece chicken McNobody. What was that character I played a while back? The squirrel druid number? Oh, I can look. I can look. There's a squirrel. No, not on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know something, Tim? I updated my oh, resume because of you. Yes, it was awesome. I noticed. No! <laughs> I he still just have refreshes your page every morning. God damn it. Okay, we should we should get into the story before in we case get you into ever, my resume. In case you no. ever forget something, I do have your... <laughs> it's in my fridge. Oh, cute. Love it. Don't your dad's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's more like, Timmy, why is this not you? Like, uh, yeah, I would love to be an awful golem. I, I hate you. <laughs> all I the love in my heart. I dispel your hate with my love. I despise you. <laughs> this all beautiful fucking music playing in the background <laughs> while, we're, while we're professing our we're hate like, and I, love to I, each like, other. I actively despise you. All right. All right. So, what we doing? Yeah. <laughs> We were threatened, threatened in chat by our mod. The moderator was put there for us instead. Uh, so, Jean Claude, Cecilia. Suffice to say, it's been an eventful few, eventful chunk of time. Um. Dormant, adventurous spirits were ignited. The feet begins to the feet began to beat against the Lanaya Road. Um, 
you have met people when um where if you hadn't uh ignited that adventure spirit of yours that you would have never met had experiences that you would have never had if you kept in your uh kept in your secluded spaces and kept to yourselves Jean-Claude the week has gone by a few days has gone by um as the monotony of the of, as the monotony of traveling has uh has earned you a bit of reprieve you have so much to think about and thankfully uh on this road you have all the time you have the time and you have the space after almost being arrested after three times well, as Twice? for uh <laughs> let me correct myself uh after you were arrested and imprisoned i was arrested <laughs> breaking out and then breaking out uh of the prison uh after uh picking up your uh picking up your axe and swearing yourself in protection uh to a young uh to a young girl uh who is bright, uh, adventurous, brilliant. <clears throat> After many revelations, some that you're still trying to decipher at the moment, um, a fortune telling, telling you of something, something that's going to happen between you and your brother, which you're still not sure of. Many more mysteries have come alight which has already is already piling atop one gigantic mystery and one that you are in no great position to solve but you're not but you're not yielding to the size of the mystery you going on this road and journeying alongside cecilia this is this is your little uh, your little actions, your little footsteps to try and piece together what exactly is going on. As the journey on the Lanaya road continues, um, and as as the safe uh, monotony of the traveling uh, comes over Jean-Claude, can you tell me where is Jean-Claude's mind at the moment? Is this relating back to my number thing? My nine? No. Okay, no. This is just his mind? Yeah, this is just you, this Jean-Claude in his head. In his head. I think... He's mostly concerned. Uh, the grandfather of Scarecrows <clears throat> has been a threat that he is not he doesn't know how to tackle and not only that that they got that close to Cecilia while he wasn't there um, <clears throat> so while he's a very 
jovial, funny, chipper guy, and he still is. He'll put it on. At his core, he is very frightened for Cecilia. And the fact that, one, she has clearly become a target. <clears throat> and two, uh, her... The moon shards. Like, I think what the grandfather of Scarecrow said to him, like, really actually struck him. <clears throat> I think Tim just rolled something and it's stressing me out. Opened up a loud ass dice box. I don't think it's that bad for me to use the moon shards, you know? Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, NBD, points of exhaustion. <laughs> like, I ignore no the first one every day. <laughs> doesn't matter. It creeps him it's out. It's a free spell slot. It creeps him out. <laughs> Jean-Claude. Um, I'll say this. Journeying on this road, looking at the map repeatedly, you realize where exactly this road will lead you. And you've already noticed this before. Um, but you see the point on the map, um, one that interests you specifically. Uh, the road leads across, uh, our home. The, uh, the kingdom that houses the place that you once lived in. Are we going to hit that before we hit the... Oh no! Oh no! We're gonna go around it! <laughs> the town of Oni Reach. O N I R I Q U E. Friend. Uh. Giant. <laughs> <laughs> French. It's okay. We could say French giant. Giant Fre French. <clears throat> The language of love for dreamlike. And would you say that during these three days, where you have so much to think about, maybe spending uh, a night, uh, maybe spending a night in a tent, um, when sleep evades you, that perhaps you reminisce? And he has a question. Yes. Cecilia has a new spell. So I don't think, unless you would prefer to stay in a tent, we probably haven't been staying in tents anymore. Because I Where have Tiny Hut as a domain spell. Oh! <laughs> That's so cute. Wait, what does our Tiny Hut look like? Oh. We gonna Sims this shit? <laughs> Let me make the multiverse real quick. <laughs> Go decorate again. Yeah, it, I am. It's probably you know. It's probably like a lot of Cecilia's magic tends to look like shrouded in moonlight. It's probably, it's probably like that kind of like the silvery, luminescent little like. Is it? Let me click the spell real quick. Um, because yeah, it's a dome. A 10-foot radius dome, which is pretty big, because that's 20 feet all the way across. Which is good, because Jean-Claude's, like, what, 7 feet tall? <laughs> yeah. <Pretty> huge. <laughs> yeah, he's got some space. Nine creatures. 
But yeah. So in this uh in, in your newfound sanctuary, <laughs> a shimmering a shimmering dome where you could watch the rain pitter patter. It's like a it's like a cool it's pretty cool. Uh singing like a glass dome. Um, you know, those RVs with a skylight and you can like look up. Yeah, he gets to see this cloud. <clears throat> In this uh, journey, you reminisce back to where exactly this all started before before everything went wrong. Mm. Can you roll me a d20? <laughs> That's the most ominous fucking thing I've heard. Before it all went wrong, roll me a d20. 17. <laughs> all right activate my brain real quick you have a good memory that's not traumatic and traumatizing <laughs> in the heart of an ancient forest hidden away from the world there exists a realm a grove where time itself seems to have slowed to a gentle, whispered cadence. This sacred haven, a verdant green nebulum, cradles the spirits of towering furbolgs, guardians of the natural world in a timeless embrace. In this grove, majestic elms rise like ancient sentinels, the colossal bows draped in velvet emerald finery that brushes against the cerulean sky. Sunlight dances through the leaves, casting a kaleidoscope of da dappled shadows upon the forest floor, where moss-covered stones form a mosaic of earthy hues. Jean-Claude, you remember the view from your house? Having a having a purview over all, uh, being able to see uh, each and every one of your fellow uh, one of your fellow town members um, go to and fro, perform their business. A loud notification sound just played. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I it's was just in, performing their business. I was performing their business. It's the I, it's the it's the house is a few down. I was in a flow state. Jeez. <clears throat> <laughs> it's so beautiful too. This day in particular, you remember it. It was a cool day. And there's a reason why you won't forget this day. You don't forget this day in particular. <clears throat> and we'll get into that soon but as you are um as you as you're staring at the at the town of oni reach um you can see um far off into the distance if you lean at a certain angle um just kind of hunching over your uh hunching over your uh your ra the railing on your on your porch you can see um, Madam Wimsley's, uh, 
school uh, house of education. Oh my god, man, Madam Wimsley, that's so cute. Is she related to Madam Mimsy from our other game? <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> she is? No, Shut no, 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 no. Um, a rather large... Uh, She's she's a rather large, you know, also earthy, kind of like pink-nosed, uh, a furbolg a figure whom everyone in the town has entrusted for many many generations with the education of their uh, of their children. This was before certain times when education got a bit more dicey, um, but as for, yeah. but as for these times, this is when everything was better. You would watch um, at a certain time, uh, knowing, uh, just like clockwork, knowing when the children would come out to play. And that's when you can spot her. The apple of your eye. Even if, even if it was so far away, you could tell which dot in the distance was her. Sylvie. And it was always just a little walk away. Madam Wimsley, no one, she, she never bats an eye if someone comes over to say hello. And th on this particular day, you saw, uh, you watch as the kids uh, run amok. Uh, seemingly, uh, Madam Wimsley has, has got, had them all gathered up in a group and has something to do with, um, has something to do with twine. Um, the natural uh, bark twine um, um, that you can find everywhere on, everywhere in the forest. Something, it seems like they're building something today. Everyone's partnered up in twos. Supposedly. No! You see something wrong. There are little pairs of two everywhere, but you see a pair of three. And one for a bog, all by herself. Who is Un this three? Three and one I little jerks. I hate these children. <laughs> Sylvie. These children. I'm so mad about this. Like, I'm angry. <laughs> what the? Sylvie. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't expect this motion spike to come from that. Uh, <laughs> Jenny's like, I can ha I can deal with a lot of shit, but kids being mean to each other? <laughs> to Sylvie? <laughs> to Sylvie? <laughs> Has this better girl been through there. enough? <laughs> well, not yet, but... Not yet! <laughs> Kiddo. This is bullshit, you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Your brother, Jean-Luc, is busy with the family business at the moment. But no doubt, he wouldn't like the situation with his daughter either. You make your way down, uh, approaching uh, Sylvie. Um watching her tinker with something uh, on her lonesome. 
it's a large field when they go when they go out and do their own thing. <laughs> People are so upset. Um, <laughs> no, there's just a lot of sound. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> in this large field, out of the uh, out of sight of uh, Madam Wimsley, who seems to be uh, currently dealing with the kids that are closest to her, f- the farthest away as she can be, uh, t- uh, tinkering away at the edge of the forest, you see. Um, you see Sylvie, not beat up about uh, her current predicament, but but seemingly uh, kind of like really tweaking at some twine at the moment. Um, and a little book opened up right next to her. No! You approach. Would you like to... This music is gonna hurt. Would you like to roleplay this? I would. I would. But this is gonna hurt. Is this clear to loot? (laughs) A rose by my tombstone is what it's called, apparently. Jesus Christ! So you approach. Um, she's so. She was so. She was so much more small all these years ago. It's crazy how much she grew in these last during these last few years. <clears throat> so, you approach. Uh, her back turns towards you, and she just. Um, you see, uh, um, she's currently, like, tracing her finger, uh, over a, a book, and you can see, uh, you can see on the page, um, uh, it, this, this book is a, uh, is actually a merchant's catalog, <laughs> um, a detailed merchant's, uh, catalog, which was bought, which was, um, which Marie, Jean-Luc's Goliath wife, bought from a, uh, Bought from a, a roaming a, a roaming uh, merchant. <laughs> what is she doing with the catalog? <laughs> she is looking at what is called um, a bracelet made of twine. Oh, shut the fuck up! Is this when she made her him his bracelet? His his focus. <laughs> is there anything you want to say? I want to cry, but I don't like that. Um, I think he, uh, I think he would have brought his axe so it looks like he happened upon her. You know, he'll <laughs> he, <laughs> be like, oh, whoa, Kito, what are you doing all the way out here? Straightens up. Just whenever your voice comes to, it's always, you can tell she perks up out of the light. She looks up towards you with her bright eyes. She just goes... Oh, uncle. Um, I'm just, uh, oh, uh, she, she tries to, she tries to hide it. And you see, she kind of like actually covers the book. Uh, I'm not doing anything. Okay. He's going to pretend like he didn't see it. Cause she's trying to hide something. <clears throat> Why are you all the way out here? 
Oh, um... Everyone has a partner, but, uh... It's okay. I... Everyone has a partner. I mean, I wanted to do something else anyways. Huh. That's odd. Everyone uh, is doing... Uh, uh, everyone's learning to make uh, ties and, uh, and, and learning how to, like, um, prepare, prepare stuff to make a fire. Ah! Okay. So survival... But my partner didn't like, didn't like that I kept talking about horses. What's their deal? That they don't like horses? They just, they said I talk too much. A lot of people say that. No, he's, who are, what, what, what is their name? Who are they? Oh, um. <laughs> she, she looks at your axe. <laughs> <laughs> The name is Perrier. The Perrier, the water, mm -hmm. or Pierre. <laughs> What's him over there pointing at the group of three at one of the young friends? Who the fuck is Perrier? He's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll sacrifice him. <laughs> uh, that was the kid who. That was the kid who uh, cried in the audio clip, and also the kid, uh, um, one of the uh, young children in the. Oh, shit, I can't kick Perrier's ass. Um, he'll just go, hey, he looks kind of stupid from here. I, I can't <laughs> say that. That's not really. All I'm saying is, if he couldn't keep up with you, then uh, that's on him, not on you. Also, I don't have a partner. And he, like, gestures, break arms, span wide. What am I supposed to do? I don't have a partner. She kind of stands up, brushes herself off, and places her hand on her shoulder, all, all you know, all perky. I think I have a little answer to your conundrum. conundrum. And that, that was a, that's a big word. That's a, I don't even know what that means. Oh, it means like trouble. Okay. Big, big problem. Big problem, I. So I am a conundrum. Your dad would say. <laughs> My he dad wouldn't say that. <laughs> no, no. When I was younger, though, yeah, I made his life a nightmare. Anyway, so <laughs> what is your solution? I can be your partner. Uh, I'll roll performance if I have to, but he goes, Oh, but you're so smart. Don't know if I could be a good enough partner for you. Uncle, you're really smart. You know what? You're right. I am really smart. We're done. Done deal. And he'll scratch down and extend his hand. We shall enter in a partnership for today. And we shall be the strongest alliance. These children I've ever seen. <laughs> None of them are going to stand a chance. We're going to annihilate <laughs> all of them. <laughs> he starts maniacally <laughs> laughing. 
<laughs> oh, Sylvie's like young Ira Lee, isn't she? <laughs> oh, um, as you start maniacally laughing, she goes. Ah, ah, ah. She starts. <laughs> she tries. If they see these two just fucking, the teacher must hate him. <laughs> um, as you maniacally laugh, the other kids do see. Um, <laughs> Madame Wimsley in her in her in her in her uh, old wisdom, uh, who's who's very gentle, um, acknowledges you and knows that you are a comforting figure for um for sylvie and sylvie is known to have a hard time emotionally connecting with oh, no. uh, other people she's just too good for them um but she has she has you um she was bright she was inquisitive always had a book um, in front of her. Uh, young kids should not be saying conundrum, and yet, here she is, not like other kids. Um, even at a young age, she could point at objects and, and name them, and um, she just showed so much aptitude, just so much brightness. She was the the brightest star in the sky. The one that the one that actually shines a light that catches your eye. That was her. That was Sylvie. Um, uncle? What? <clears throat> is it okay if I, uh, is it okay if I come by uh, later? I, I want to give, I want to give you something. Give me something? Well... Then as your partner, I shall have to find something to exchange with you. Hmm. Business partners, huh? That is right. After all, soon they shall bow before us. And he's going to haul her up onto his shoulders. So she can sit on top of them. <laughs> um... And the world will bow to Sylvie. And he spins her a little bit. <laughs> Um, she, she puts her, uh, she puts her, uh, arms off to the side, uh, and she just goes, I'm an eagle! <laughs> that is right, and look how quick you're flying, just like a druid! And he's going to you know, Serpentine. This is before he had his hookups on druids. <laughs> <laughs> and as you, as you're zooming her, uh, as you're zooming her around and, um... <laughs> And causing a scene on the on a playground, gathering the attention of everyone. Um, <laughs> she... This grown ass man on the playground. <laughs> she just goes. She goes. Do you guys know that Aural Homian uh, eagles that they have a they have like a they have a fourth claw and, and just like goes on. She she's full of animal facts. Um, she's always excited to share. When she gets excited, that's how she, that's how she spends her. (laughs) I love her so much. As you, um, allow her to piggyback. As you, um, allow her to, uh, ride on your shoulders. We transition. Cecilia. Oh no. What's up? 
You've been away from home. Not something you can say often. Typically, away from home means you've been out of the house, but you've still been around Adelera. But now when you say that you're out, you, you've been away from home, you've been away from a world that you've been living in for, what, 18 years? It feels like longer. Um, and of course, with your sendings, you've been talking with Delmira. <clears throat> it's been productive in some sense, but of course, some emotions have run high. And because of the nature of sending, um, conversations can't be concluded as fast as you want them to. In your tiny hut... As you watch the rain splash against the, uh, the top of the shimmering uh, field. Do you... Just take a while to think. It's something that's just been naturally happening. But yeah, this it has been an eventful few weeks. Um getting into your first getting into your first fights, fighting a scarecrow, um seeing horrors that you would you would have never thought, but also overcoming them. Fighting uh, a huge land shark, um helping to um helping to free a um a small colony of of bullywugs from a from a bullywug queen blasting a boule in the face facing it down directly in front of it so much time so much time has called for bravery and you answered with it. But of course, much like Jean-Claude, some new questions have come up. And some things, um, some factors of your life has caused inner, uh, an inner tumultuousness to, uh, take, uh, to take you. How, what, I mean, is Cecilia thinking about right now? Her main concern right now is Delmira. Um, they, she's been messaging her, and she found out that Delmira is planning to go to the Feywild to try to kill the father of Scarecrows. That oh, Delmira's, Jesus, what? <laughs> that Delmira's boyfriend, Dominic, followed her and insisted what? on going with her. What the fuck, Dominic? And so Delmira's trying to gather up her party to go into the Feywild. What the 
to be clear, Dominic didn't say he was going to go into the Feywild. Good, because he'll die. Yeah, Cecilia doesn't know that. All for now, she's like, he's with her. <laughs> um, and Cecilia spent more time with Dominic the past years than she has with Delmira. Um, yeah, so she's closer with him. Yeah, she's... Since Cecilia didn't really have... Um, she didn't really have very many friends back at home. Like, she got along with the adults and things, but she doesn't... I can't do the Sylvie and Cecilia I know, the whole time right talking. It's... Shin, a lot of her life is very um, geared around taking care of her dad, taking care of the house um, and animals. Dominic helped a lot. She tries to help Dominic with her things, and they're practically family. But she's very worried about Delmira and thinking about what Delmira said in the last message, where she said, Delmira said something along the lines of, it's my responsibility to make these decisions for you because our mom isn't here and dad isn't here. Hmm, interesting, but she can't make her own choices, but okay. Mm-hmm. That's, okay. That was Delmira's last sending. Okay, go off, Delmira, I guess. <laughs> but that's what she's been thinking about. Wild. They're going into the Feywild? Come on. She tried to tell her not to. High-level part, high-level adventurous stuff. Let's go. Is that going to be our one-shot, us playing Delmira's party? Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to go into the The thing line. is, is out of character, when you look at it from a meta perspective, you know Delmira's not going to win, so you know it's going to be bad. You know it's going to be bad, because she's not just going to go there and kill the father of Scarecrows. She's like, I handled gotta... it for you guys. The big One of the big <laughs> villains is dead off-screen. You guys are good. <laughs> Like, honestly, I'm glad that the sorcerer kid is with her, though. The one who's, like, he's, he's a, a bit reasonable. He's a bard. Oh, God. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I take it all back. They're fucked. But she's trying to gather the rest of her party, at least. They're fucked. They're, they're dead. I don't think she has a druid in her party, at least. Uh, she's, she's got a, she's oh, got she a druid. Druid barbarian. Oh, no! Oh, who's but they're multi-class. Who's a furbolg? Jean-Claude's <laughs> gonna be like, you're such a disappointment. Hmm. Well, I don't share that ex exact same sentiment with you. <laughs> I like you. Oh, um. No. You smell like mushrooms. Oh, God. <laughs> Jean-Claude and his classic mushroom scent. Maybe that will be his new air de perfume. Speaking of scent. <laughs> Announcing our new line. I'm kidding. <laughs> Announcing my new line. Cologne de mushroom. I let a mushroom ferment in a bottle. <laughs> Spray away. <laughs> That's the commercial. Um, but speaking of scent. Which is a great segue. Uh, Cecilia, the dream you had, 
You haven't heard your father's voice in a while. But of course you could remember it. The dream was, uh, suffice to say, a really um, pale imitation of who your father really is. And of course, I would say, thinking about it, I think it would cause you to reminisce. In the forest of Adelera, one of the earliest memories of your father. It was really dark out. Um, the night had the night had grown really old, and this was the most you've ever stayed up, because your father uh, allowed you to assist him with uh, gathering some uh, foraging for some things, foraging for berries and whatnot. Um, because he wanted to teach you. He had the know-how. Um, and especially after, since after mom passed away, she has, he has been doing everything he could to spend time with you and Delmira. You were on top of his shoulders. What? As what you, is up with these fucking parallels? <laughs> as he, uh, as um, a large sash uh, holding uh, a, a net bag holding uh, a bunch of the things you and your father uh, gathered, um, you were really tired that night. Um, <laughs> but your father, he was a he was a calloused. He, he had a, he, he had calloused hands. He worked hard. His body was wiry and, and muscly. Um, <clears throat> he says, it seems like he had all the energy in the world. So he was just carrying you as you were almost kind of like listing off on top of his head. Kind of like placing your chin at the, on, on top of his head. You see your house coming uh in the distance um and he goes you sleep yet kiddo oh. um you might or might not have responded <laughs> um but you get taken into the house and that night in particular, it was a constant struggle. Uh, it was this has been, this has, what happens is a consistent problem that's had. You're hungry, and and your dad and Domira cannot cook. Oh at God! All. How did she survive? <laughs> It was a toast kind of family. It was a... It was <laughs> a toast? They just ate toast? No. Cecilia's um, a lot better, but I don't know at what age she got to be a lot better. <laughs> um, so when, uh, when he put you down that night, you had to tell him you, had to tell him you were hungry. Um... 
And of course, every time you tell him that he's hungry, uh, you tell him that you're hungry, <laughs> he always has that look of searching um, because he always gets the neighbor to do it, <laughs> to, to, to cook him a meal. Oh my god, what? Uh, <laughs> um, he, he told you to wait for the morning and... But, especially at this age you were you were very hungry and you needed to eat something yeah, now yeah she snuck out obviously <laughs> maybe snuck out I don't <laughs> I know <laughs> that night was spent even though the two of you were delirious with fatigue um kind of fussing over the berries and uh what what, what you got and your father always did try his best he always did, no matter what. Uh, so um, he did believe you when you uh, when you told him when you told him that you should put more sugar to make a to, because that's the proper way to make a that's the proper sweetness for a jam. Um, oh. And he he always he always give you like a little he always give you like a little look trying to discern what your intentions are. Um, he goes, tell me to stop. And he starts putting tablespoons after tablespoons of sugar He's in the... He's trying to kill his kids! <laughs> you don't put that much sugar in jam! This is what Jean-Claude would do. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but even though it was, it was always a mediocre snack or a mediocre dinner, um, it was fun when you did it with your dad. And then that made you get better, and that made dinner nights a lot better. <laughs> um, the sugar rush had taken you to, had taken you to, had taken you to sleep. Um, you remember the familiar scent uh, overtaking you, uh, as you, in your barely conscious state, your father. Pick, gently cradles you, picking you up, as the scent of, uh, f as a scent of fern and maple, uh, overtake you. He always smelled like some kind of wood. Um, he always smelled like the houses he built. He would pick you up, um, and though his arms were wiry and muscly, he always had this, he always had this cloud-like quality when it come when it came to you. And as he puts you down into your bed, gently places the blanket over you. He tucks, he hooks his finger over a little piece of hair that falls in front of your face, moving it out of the way. And you heard him say that night, thinking that you were already asleep and not hearing it. Good night, baby girl. Oh. The next morning comes. <clears throat> the um the expedition goes on. 
And a supply stop has to happen. Has to happen eventually. You eventually stop at a place marked on Delmira's map. A place called Peniston. And as you get there, it's a place that's not, um... Out of all the places of civilizations you've seen so far, um, this one is definitely the most humble. Um, very few uh, wooden buildings stand up. Not old. Um, they're constructed to a degree. It's just, this place is nothing interesting. Um, of course, you get here during the late parts of the, uh, the late part of the night. And as you, uh, as you kind of like take a look at the place, yeah, there's a little general, um, gen a, a general store with your general stuff. No sundries, however, just the essentials. It is important to note that this place is not, is, this place is not a supply stop, but is, it is a place that Delmira put down. And, um... There is no inn in this place. You, um, but instead there is a shared campground for adventurers. Um, with one rule, there is a sign that has one rule on it. Be kind. What? Wait, that's so cute. Um, a shared campground. You get, um, you get there, and you hear uh, when you get there into this, um, into this, uh, into this ever, uh, this opening in the forest. Um, you see that there is already a small fire, uh, uh, a small fire uh, in the middle, and uh, a, a good few tents already put up. You see a little assortment of people there, of eclectic uh, uh, amount of people, uh, eclectic variants of people. Um, you are greeted with the sound of small popping, um, pop, 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 as you as you see the source of it immediately. Uh, two young, uh, two young kids, um, that seem to be a part of that seem to be a part of the uh, of the village is watching this young, like, uh, fresh-faced, like, uh, wizard boy, freckles and, uh, auburn hair, um, holding a, holding a pot, and he's currently holding, like, a flame underneath the, underneath the pot, and at times you see little pieces of popcorn pop up. I must say, this is so cute. Much to the delight of these two kids. There is a elven. There is an elven woman you see that she is currently tending to her, uh, tending to her bowstring, tending to her equipment. Not really socializing. Seems like everyone who has a tent here are just travelers, just making making do with who they, uh, with what's here at the moment. Uh, but what catches what catches the both of your eyes, um, is you see a large metal man currently uh, situated next to a tent he has uh he has a he has a large uh, seemingly like automaton which by the way for both of you this is uh this is a very new site <laughs> um, have we seen the warforge before i don't think so right no i wouldn't think so no um 
this large uh, automaton, um, the eyes have darkened, uh, it seems. Uh, a very simple design with rivets and studs all the way around, uh, all around his body, like, um, and it's very apparent that, like, some modifications have been made to it to keep it repaired. It seems um, kind of like slapdash together with some patches of scrap iron that does not fit the, the rest of the make of its body. Um, <clears throat> it has uh, has been affixed to it. Um, but whoever is keeping it together cares for it. Um, it currently has its knees up and its arms wrapped around it. And you see uh, in the tent with a makeshift like workbench next to it, you see a... Um, a dwarven, uh, a, a, a dwarven, uh, girl, a young, a, a young girl, young woman, sorry, um, of a, uh, you, you can assume, like, maybe the same age as Cecilia, uh, currently, uh, tending to, what's, currently, currently tending to and tinkering, much like, it's much like, um, it's much like how you saw, uh, Sylvie, uh, tending to something. Oh God! There, she is sitting in what seems to be a uh, a wheelchair. Um, oh my God! We, I hope she and Dennis are friends. <laughs> is Dennis born yet? <laughs> I don't think he is. By this point, yeah. Is he? Yeah. He uh, little baby. Yeah, he's a little a little Google Gaga. <laughs> um. What do the two of you want to do? It's it's late. Um, the road's been long. Uh, a shared campground is pretty welcome for the most part. Uh, I think Jean-Claude, he's not, he's trying not to be like creepy, right? Cause he's a, he's a seven foot towering large man. Um, but he is just curious as to what the woman in this chair with wheels is working on. Because I don't think he's seen a... Have we seen wheelchairs before? Hmm. In, uh, well, in your hometown, yes. There has okay, definitely cool. There has definitely been wheelchairs. Great, great, great. But the metal man, he has not seen before. Yeah, that's a new sight. That's a new side. The wheelchair is like, oh yeah. The middleman, he's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he's just he's just watching from afar. He doesn't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. What are you looking at? She goes. Ah! He definitely like jumps <laughs> like jumps in his skin. He goes. Ah, sorry. Uh, uh, <clears throat> oh, sorry. Was, um. <laughs> so right, I was mainly uh, you know, taking. Taking watch, you know, scanning the surrounding area, you know, you never know. And Do you uh, think that thing is an automaton like Willow was talking about? When did Willow bring up an automaton? Oh! The one Three that went ago. Go oh! <laughs> the one that went. Go Aren't they supposed to. Uh, he tilts his head. Aren't they supposed to go. The ones that went rogue, you said? Well, do you think that's what what that is we could go ask i yeah i guess we can um 
That's probably a good idea. Do you want me to talk to the robot? Um, I, I'll come with you. The metal man? Alright, come with me. He's he going talk? to just... <laughs> uh, we will find out. Um, as you come over, you see that the, uh, the dwarven, the, the young dwarven girl kind of like, the, the, the chair just, just kind of like backs up on, on its own. Um, as she's like, she's maneuvering with like a little, like a, a little magical stone that's embedded in the, the armrest of the, uh, of the wheelchair. And she kind of like. Combat wheelchair, combat wheelchair. Absolutely. <laughs> uh. Pose up on her goggles, where you see that there is a there is a paleness that's around like a certain part of her eyes, um, and she just goes, <sighs> and she kind of like she she has a big smile as she looks over to the both of you, uh, and she just goes, "It's okay, I'm used to people staring." Oh, uh, pardon. Uh, Mademoiselle, not at you, but at uh, your companion we were hoping to speak to. <gasps> Ads is going to be so happy you guys said that. <laughs> Ads, Ads, um, he, uh, she pats the, the leg of the, uh, of the metal companion. Um, and you see that the, the eyes come alight for a moment before blinking out. Uh, the light begins to blink out. Uh, he just, uh, she just goes, Oh, it's okay. It's okay, little guy. Um, he's a little tired. He's a little tired at the moment. But, uh, he'll be very excited to talk to you. Um, first and against once I get a chance to, uh, fix him up and, uh, repair him and things like that. <laughs> he likes it better when the sun's out. And the sun is out. The sun gives you strength, good sir. He addresses the man of metal. <clears throat> um, you... A low voice comes out. Warm. It is warm. Can be too hot sometimes, too. Does it not heat you up, too hot? I like warmth. By the way, I should introduce ourselves. I am former captain of the Groven Guard, Jean-Claude Boucheron. This is my compatriot and traveling partner, Cecilia Idewind. It's nice to meet you. Ah, oh, no, uh, thank you, uh, thank you so much for gracing me with your presence, Captain. <laughs> and I don't know if anyone caught it, but he said former captain. <laughs> 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 and um, he's going to keep going with it <laughs> and he'll go yes yes of course um, I this way. Just, uh, my name is Nelly uh, I've just been a uh, I've just been traveling on the good old road and uh, I've just uh, I've been on I've been on the road with my little partner here uh, ads for a little bit now is this why you specified that nobody here wants to hurt us or anything? Is because you named her Nelly? <gasps> For those of you who didn't watch Black Guards, she was the fucking worst. We hate Nelly. We have never we hate hated Nelly so much. We have so never much. hated an NPC 
more than fucking Nelly. That's actually what we call her, <laughs> fucking Nelly. This Nelly though is different, and she's precious. Unless she, she's unless she's not. I'm gonna be so broken inside if this Nelly is evil. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be emotionally distraught. She just goes, um. Are the both of you part of the, uh. Oh, well, not you, because you're, uh. You, you're part of the Groven Guard, but are. Are you part of the Adventures League? We both are. Um. Is Celia wearing her badges like a, like a Girl Scout? <laughs> not 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 Yim's badges, but she has her pin. Probably she has her pin. It's so she goes. She looks at Yim and she goes, "No way. Do you want to trade? Uh, trade? Yeah, trade some. Cause, well, I only have one pin. Um, it joined. Uh." But uh, I am an official. Uh, I'm official guilds member, uh, which means that I am in charge of uh, creating and uh, creating things that uh, benefit the Adventurers Guild. Oh, that's really cool. It's like Disney. <laughs> you can trade the pins yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the cast member. <laughs> um, Chester, I really. Uh, can't do much now. I'm still a little bit in the learning process. My uh, my uh, little field of abilities really go towards uh, my my friend here, pointing towards uh, pointing towards the metal man. Uh, but uh, I can, uh, especially now, um, if you give me a little project, I can enchant something for you. I'm an artificer. Oh, um. That's, I mean, that's, that's amazing. What can you do? Oh, good question. Um, well, the, the thing that I know I can do at the very top, uh, is that, uh, especially if we have one night, because I am, I am going on the road, uh, over there and I have to leave tomorrow morning. Us too. I, I can chance something for you where, um, no matter where it is in the world, uh, if you are attuned to it, you always know where it is. Ah, fascinating. Um, and if I actually, do this... that's ah! really good. Ah! Oh no! Cecilia, <laughs> she goes. Um, I, I, I need to go get it, and she goes to reach for her bag, and then realizes that she, and she's like, um, I. The the wagon, it the horses have it's in the wagon. She goes. <laughs> oh, all right. I'll wait for you then. How much would it cost? Oh no. Um. Te technically, I am. I think I'm, I am supposed to charge you by certain guild rates. Um. But uh, I would really, I would, I would really actually prefer if you, uh, if you've written me a glowing letter of recommendation that I did indeed make something for you, so I can, uh, score some points. Oh, well, I mean, I can do both. I'll go ahead and say, uh, ten gold pieces. Okay. If, that, if it's not um, too much bother. No, um, 
She takes out a platinum. Is 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 this out of her bag of freaking holding that she's pretending to go back to her wagon to go get the box for the moon shards and she doesn't want her to see the moon shards. Are we having as the drag racing occurs next to the uh, (laughs) next to the next to the people need to learn to slow down on the road. There's that can't be good for the horses. Those horses are so loud. The racing has gotten intense on the Lanaya Road. Um, I was going to say, it feels like we're having a conversation with our artist, Kate Owen. (laughs) (laughs) Kate, this one goes out to you. We love you, but please let us pay you. That being said, she did did let me pay her for our stuff when originally she wanted to do it for free. And I was like... I, because I because I did what? voiceover for her at a discount one time, and I was like I was like I was like no, I'd want, we want to pay your full rate, okay? And it's all re- and her rate is also lower than it should be in my Kate opinion. So go Owens. Kate Owens. Kate Owens. Owens <laughs> Creations. I said your full name. <laughs> She's gonna find this clip in the chat tomorrow. And be like, guys, so what the fuck? <laughs> We love you, Kate. We love you, Kate. Me too. Um. So who was saying what? <laughs> um, I I gave her a platinum from oh. my bag of holding. <laughs> well, are you sure about this? Um, hold up the platinum. Looks it up. Oh. Yeah, that's the how much you said, right? Oh, this was minted in the Lovelum Dynasty about two hundred years ago. Girl math. Girl oh, math. Say that? Hmm? Or do you just does it say that on it? Oh I know. I just I just know I I love coins so much. Oh, it's... um Do you wanna look at my other coins and see if there's any you like more? Oh I don't wanna be picky. This is really nice. I'm grateful for I just for I don't anything. know which ones are special or anything. This one's special because you gave it to me. Okay, wait, Jean-Claude definitely knows. <laughs> Cecilia knows how to fu- use fucking coins. <laughs> yeah, ten gold pieces just... is one platinum. Yeah, she was like, she was like, wait, is there something special about it? She was really excited about it, where it was made and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um... um. Oh, oh, but I, I go to the horse, the... The wagon for the um, my, I'm, I'm I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Ads, look at this. It goes. It is a nice coin. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, would John Claude does does Cecilia want John Claude to come with him, or is he kind of? You don't have to. Okay, I think, because I think he completely, like, while Emma the player knows that Cecilia's off to go get, like, the moon shards or something akin to them. Um, the box. Yeah, the box. He, it, it's going over Jean-Claude's head. This boy has a negative one wisdom, so he doesn't know shit. <laughs> she uh, just doesn't want her to see her take the moon shards out of the box in front of her, which is why she's stumbling over her words, because she just can't lie, and even though it's barely a lie. <laughs> he knows she's doing something, but he's not quick enough to piece together. Oh, yeah, he's going to ask her to put on the moon shards. Um, she's going to ask to put on the moon shards. Um... I think he'll say, uh, we are headed off in the, we're headed to a settlement that has rumored to have, um, 
automatons that have gone rogue of sorts. I don't mean to make uh, a judgment here, but would your friend, uh, Alt is his name? Oh, uh, Ads. Ads, Ads, would you happen to know anything about this, or perhaps? I'm sorry. I cannot answer your inquiry. I do not know. It's okay. But it's, it's really good that you tried. Um. Just, they have gone rogue, you said. Uh, yeah, there's something wrong. Like, I don't know, they're magically being manipulated. I don't have. I, I, I don't. You that know. could be a thing. But I also heard about what is going on in Frexen. Just. The thing is, uh, the thing is about these guys is that, well, they're not robots; they're automatons. That means they have feelings. That means they know when they're being used, and that means they know they know uh, they know what fear is. Oh. So maybe something, maybe something bad's going on there. I don't so know, but they probably had a good reason. So you're saying it is a revolution. It could be, if the people there are not good. Interesting. And <laughs> his eyes narrow, and in the background, you can once more hear, do you hear the people sing from Les Miserables? <laughs> <laughs> Time for another revolution. Time for another She's revolution. Like, like, like going to take class. over the Atomaton. He's going to be like, do you want to be free from the shackles that bind you? <laughs> By this point, Cecilia. Um, Please She's come just... back. Just, she's trying to like make sure nobody sees her, even though it's probably more suspicious, just because like to anyone else these are just rocks probably, <laughs> and and she's trying to figure out like oh wait if I give her the box where am I gonna hold them, um and she <laughs> oh god and I think she'll maybe pull out her coin purse <laughs> and put them in and hold it like really close but she's holding it very close to her now because she's worried about it so she wants to keep the moon shards close to her but then she we're takes doing the empty great. box <laughs> we're doing really well these are the two adventures meant to save the world <laughs> we're great you're keeping the save moon shards the moon. close yeah she keeps the moon shards close okay to her because she doesn't want to lose them Though maybe in a coin the coin purse isn't a great idea because what's someone gonna steal first? Oh god! Oh god! Wait, make <laughs> atheists eat them? No. I mean, not when I was bitches. About... <laughs> I've always wanted to eat them. I, it's been one of my intrusive thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> no, like when you want to bite like shiny rocks and shit. Yeah, yeah, I feel the atheist. She just. Okay, she holds the she holds her coin purse poster, but then she takes the empty moon shred box, um, and goes and brings it back. Um, so you have the moon shards close to you. Um, yes, in her hand, and okay. there's the pouch. Got it. So you came, so you um, as you come back, uh, she kind of like kind of like perks up at you once more. Can you enchant this box? Absolutely. Um, any sentiment to it or anything? Uh, oh, like you don't—you don't have to answer that or um, anything. It's just—I'm uh, just—I'm just asking questions. Yeah, it's but, uh, very sentimental, actually. 
I'll it's, have to be really um, careful with it then. I appreciate that because of all the sentiment. Do I recognize the box? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's like, ah, so many emotions and feelings and surround that box. It's closed right now, so the moon shards could still be in it. Or did she take them out? Does she? I don't know. Jean. Oh wait, 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 wait. So Jean Claude just sees the box and he sees it. I think his eyes go fucking wide as shit. And he's like, "Yeah, a lot of powerful feelings. Really powerful feelings." Mm-hmm. Oh. She just thinks you're trying to help oh. her lie. Oh, I'll be really careful then. No, like, really careful. Like, you know when you butter things, like, compartmentalizing feelings. Like, feelings you never want to release. He knows how important it is to me, so... um... So important that I really wonder why we even brought it out. (laughs) So that, well, because then we won't be able to lose it if we can always know where it is. Right, but, you know, maybe we should keep, like, really precious things. You know, in our, you know, because it's so important. Maybe to us and the Jinx stand. As the weight of this important object really c- continues to weigh against me, I'm going to go ahead and get your to Your life is in, your life is in your hands. It's a dot that. Well, it is important, but it's not that bad. Oh, oh no. Oh, wait, John Claude would interpret yes. that as something like, wait, it's not you... that bad when I get tired from exhaustion. And he's like, it's she not goes, that bad. Um, what? Are you, sh- are, you, are you sure you want to trust me on something important? Uh, yes. It's just, it's uh, just I, I don't have a track record of people trusting me with important things. It's okay. At the end of the day, it's just a box. So... His eye twitches. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, thank I, you. I, pro- I promise I'll give you. I'll give you good work. I always did better than those other groups <laughs> by myself. With his eyes still twitching, you see John Claude slowly turn his head, almost mechanically, like the automaton in front of him, to <laughs> Cecilia. The eyes grow. A light suddenly. Um, and you see Nelly kind of like looks over. Oh at God! Him. Just goes. Oh my! Did 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 it work? Were you just, did you just have a late start there? Hello. It's good to meet you. Uh, and she just, she just pats his knees and says, that's good, that's good. Oh, he's delayed. It's um, good to meet you too. Pleasure. I am Ads. Short for Adventurer. Oh, shut up, that's so cute. I love him. Oh, are you part of the Adventurers League too? Yes. I am Rank would that's kind of ironic since it doesn't look like you have much wood (laughs) (laughs) 
He's made of metal. That's what she was thinking. But that just falls so flat. Ads, ads, that's a joke. Joke received. <laughs> oh no! Jean Claude hasn't laughed this entire time. This. All right. Well, um. This is a, this is like a miracle and a half. This has never happened before. But uh, well, at, well, ads here can help me with um, just with with this little um doohickey. Just uh, I'll have it for you first thing in the morning. I promise. Thank and you. If you can write uh, a little letter, just saying how um how enthusiastic I was. Yeah, um, yeah, I can do that. All right. Thank you. I won't let you down. Um, and, she, and she, uh, as she just kind of like turns around, she just shakes the knee of of the, the automaton again. She goes, "Ads," he says, this, "You laughed at your first joke." Oh. <laughs> um, and he goes, "Life is full of delights." Um, just holding her coin purse like right <laughs> up to her chest the whole time. <laughs> oh my god, like that's um, not suspicious at all. <laughs> nope. As time uh, goes on, the, the, the setup, the night needs to be slept through. Um, as the tents, as your, as the two of you are putting up the uh, efforts to go put up your tent, um. You do, the both of you do notice, uh, well, actually, maybe not you, Cecilia, um, but Jean-Claude, that the fire that was in the, 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 the big fire that was in the middle of the canvas has waned, and now it's beginning to, like, the, the vision the fire was providing you was going away the light. Uh, and, uh, you see the wizard, uh, the wizard boy just kind of, like, s scratching his, uh, Scratch, scratching his uh, chin, he goes, Um, right, uh, does anyone know where the, does anyone know where the fire logs are? Um, and, uh, people just kind of look around, no answer to anyone. Uh, and, and just goes, does anyone, um, can anyone, like, get, uh, does anyone have an axe? Does anyone know how to chop down some some trees? Rats? Yeah, trees? Axe? Uh, yeah, just just some wood for the fire. That you... I can do. That I can. As a former captain of the Coven Guard, chopping down trees. It is a special that you know when it comes to chopping down trees, and he's kind of mansplaining. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just nodding, but you, you can see his. Uh, you, you're, you're, maybe your wisdom won't catch this, but you can see his eyes are like always like going back and forth between you and the fire, as if his eyes are like, "Hey, look at the fire!" So, how do you make a fire? Um. <laughs> All right, I'll teach you. And he's gonna go. This young man did not ask for to be taught in any way, shape, or form, but Jean-Claude shall educate him. Um, he's gonna bring him along to go chop some firewood. Oh, I'm Not coming. with me, young man. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> All right. It's important you learn to how to chop your own firewood. Hmm? 
And yeah. they started off the night girl bossing and went to mansplaining. <laughs> that's good. That's gonna be the name of this title. Girl boss to mansplain. <laughs> the girls, the girl boss to mansplain pipeline. That's what happens when you girl boss too close to the sun. You begin that's to what mansplain. When you girl boss too close to the sun. You begin to mansplain. Imagine. Like an like an improv prompt, but it's Icarus mansplaining how his how his wings failed. <laughs> okay, that's gonna be my next character. I said my next character was gonna be a fantasy dentist. Now it's gonna be a mansplaining Icarus explaining how exactly oh, his no. wings burned um, up. Mansplaining to. Icarus, who is a dentist. Who's a dentist? You know, you know Imagine why you had all this plaque. <laughs> And who says uh, I don't come up with fascinating characters? <laughs> this is why we take breaks, everyone. This is why we take oh, breaks. God. Anyway, before we get to Icarus the mansplaining dentist, can we go drop someone? As you go out into the woods, Jean-Claude, let's visit another memory real quick. Um, it was during that same day, um, after playing around with your, uh, after playing around with your niece, um, there, there was, uh, and as they returned to the, to the house of education, um, a knock on your door. Was this back in the flashback? Yes. Uh, one second. Uh, and I think, uh, he's probably been washing dishes or something. His hands are all wet. Uh, so that when he opens the door, he goes, I was just washing the dishes. You hear, it. you hear a voice outside, um, going, Oh, Johnny boy, I need your help. Quickly, <laughs> come outside. A big, strapping woman really needs your help. <laughs> Okay, wait, so the second is compelling, but who the fuck's voice is this? Open the door and find out. Is it- <laughs> Wait, wait, do I know this person's voice? You don't know, like, okay, I'll go ahead and tell you, like, it, you do know it's someone putting on a voice. Right, so, okay, cool, because I was like, <laughs> if you genuinely make this Madame Wimsley, I'm gonna cry, and I will never play as him again. Strong <laughs> woman needs your help. <laughs> And at that, he brushes his hand on his pants and goes, Well, you've come to the right house, madame! And he sees Twigs, flings the door open. <laughs> Just, uh, and you hear, Madam, uh, as you see, uh, uh, as you see your brother, uh, Jean-Luc, Jean-Luc. You uh, fucking liar! And I'd like to tackle him to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you really feel for the, oof! <laughs> <laughs> um... And he and he, he he starts grabbing you by the head. He's just like, ah! and he starts like, and the two of you start like, uh, like oh, tuss- oh yeah, they're full, they're full on, they're full on brother tussling. Yeah, <laughs> and they're grown ass adults. Um, and he he just he just kind of he he kind of sits up after a bit, kind of like fixes his hair. Um, and he just goes, oh, uh, well, hold on one sec. He says in a French accent. As he, uh, <laughs> as he licks his hand, it just 
fix it just like right on your like fur on your forehead just <laughs> well if they're speaking uh, in giant then he would be speaking normally so we can do that yes please <laughs> <laughs> First, what the uh, fuck man as you slap <laughs> this is so weird Already. <laughs> okay I'm, I recovered um <laughs> John Cloud speaking in a normal voice. Because personally, I think you look better that way. I look like a dork. <laughs> Stop <laughs> laughing! I, clearly, I'm the cool one of the two of us. I have a reputation to uphold in this oh, town, yeah, bro. Oh, yeah, you've definitely got a reputation, brother. Oh, fuck off! And he's going to just, like, smack him in the shoulder. <laughs> and then he'll help him up. Help him get up after he whacks him. It's pulled up. Um, and he uh, he just goes, uh, decided to uh, come by and uh, drop by today. Um, I know I've been real stuck with uh, Marie and uh, Sylvie for the past few days, but uh, you need to come by and see my little brother. Hey, I appreciate it. But listen, your family comes first. Am I right? Especially when you got a loving wife and a kid who's... Too smart. Oh, you're right. Good. Family does come first. Hey, I just want to let you know that even though I'm spending time with Marie and all, uh, I I always got a place in my heart for you. You can always drop by, you know. <sighs> so I, part of Jean-Claude's backstory is that he's jealous <laughs> that his brother Aww. is spending more time with his wife than him. Um, so Sorry, just... it's not your fault. I'm just slamming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just bang- I'm the banging wife. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Bedroom sandwiches, baby. Let me. T- oh no! Oh, this is funny. What this my brother's is talking this about? This why Sylvie spends all day at the library. Why? <laughs> um, oh, Sylvie. Um, Her parents are begging all the time, so she's in the, that poor kid. No wonder she's socially awkward. Those are two big people too. So that is a that is a that no, is a magnet. No, no, that is a seismic no. activity. <laughs> no, the body. Our body's crying in the head again. <laughs> you ever hear an audio clip of two whales? No, 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 no. All right, now now let's continue. <laughs> I'm yelling, not crying. There's a difference, our mom says. Um, he'll go, hey, Edison, you know, I get it. <laughs> you know, you've got, you've got the, you know, I, I, I'm just happy to see you, you know. It's good to see you around. Uh, and she's cool. Marie, you know, she's she's decent. That's the conclusion you come up with when you after you uh, spar her a couple of times and the two of you just have a couple of arguments. I I, I mean, I mean what times? No, no, they weren't arguments. They were conundrums. Duh, <laughs> conundrums. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. Um, I'm very well read now. Uh, so you know. You know, Marie we... likes you. That's great. I appreciate her. Why don't you come over for dinner tonight? (laughs) 
you could will think about it while we do our job. Will he fight with Marie? Is the question. If he agrees to go to dinner tonight, or can he keep his shit together? <laughs> he just goes. Just think about it. Um, but right now, um, the Bushran brothers, you and me, we're in business. He's gonna take his hand and just like put a really warm squeeze on his shoulder and goes. You've always got me, brother. That, always. It's never going to change. No, it won't. Like, check the trees, right? They change with the season, but the tree stays the same. Hmm. Huh? Exactly. Much like how uh, a hermit crab always changes shells uh, every so and then, but the hermit crab's the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sylvie's been telling me some animal facts. <laughs> she, you know. You know, hermit so... crabs are. Oh, go ahead, sorry, you were saying? I was going to brag about your kid, but tell me more about the hermit crabs, please. Oh, they're very social creatures. <laughs> I wasn't being serious, but all right. Oh, that's great. Oh, my you bad. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> hey, listen, what I was saying is. Uh, it seems like she's having a. Um, bit of trouble in school. Not with her studies, of course, but uh, with um, the other kids. Yeah. I've been hearing about that. But, um, she seems to be happy. And she's a really good kid. But I do- so, She is, that's for sure. I just, I don't want her to feel like I don't know, there's something wrong. When there's only right. You've been really good for her. You know that? And, uh, I see. No, 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 no. I see. I see the way you look up at her, you check up on her. Just, uh, you don't gotta be shy about it. She's your family. Uh, yeah, you know. And she loves you too. Uh, what kind of uncle would I be if I didn't check up on my niece? <laughs> I think she would want you over at dinner too. But uh, I'll go. It, Only if you want to. But it'll make me uh, really happy. Yeah, uh, yeah. What do you want me to do? Anything. But most of all, yourself. Alright? Right. So, I guess you can say that you can just bring the beef. Le beef. Le beef. Le beef. Le beef. Le cow. Le, le cow? Le cow. <laughs> The cow. Oh, uh, yeah. The cowabunga. The cowabunga? That's who you laughing. are. I'm the cowabunga? <laughs> I just learned I'll about that cowabunga. word. Cowabunga? What is yeah. it? It means something like awesome or something, but it has the word cow in it. So I thought about, I thought about you know, us, but I thought about you. You're a cowabunga. I'm a cowabunga? Yeah, you're a cowabunga. 
I'll take that because I am pretty awesome. I mean, like, and look at you. You're so <laughs> know, old yeah, now. Yeah. And, like, look at you. They're grazing your hair. And he's just fully fucking with him as his little brother now. <laughs> he goes, oh, uh, by the way, um, I know you don't drink. Like, uh, I don't know. I know you don't drink much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not but, a fan of it. Yeah. We, we do have uh, We do have something new. Um, that uh, we just we got it barely comes from a place a long time away, and Marie just decided to spend a fortune on it. She's really, she's she's really tough with her money. Um, so if you feel like it tonight, you can indulge with us. Though I know you don't like, I know you don't like that stuff. No, no, I'm just I don't really like I don't really normally I don't I used to like being off my game, you know, and like the booze just kind of really, you know. I just, it kind of like fucks with you, you know. But, yeah, but uh, she spent yeah. this much money, of course. It's a celebration. No, I, you don't I, have I, to. I no peer pressure. No, no, no peer pressure. No, no, of course I would have a glass, you know. Uh, but I, 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 she's a special occasion, I'm sure. All right, well, we'll see where that goes tonight. And hopefully it doesn't. Uh, Cause any undue uh, feelings to come up at the table. No, I would be um, missing by there. I will be on my best behavior. Which is not saying much, but I will try. But I know you try your best, and that's all I'll ask. All right. Um, but right now, um, one of the druids from the uh, the, the dream druids from the, from the Circle of Reverie they they asked me specifically, aka the Bushwan Brothers, uh, to go. Cut a few, cut down a few trees down uh, for them in the uh, in their little grove. Well, I came to the best two of the round. <laughs> You're gosh dang right. Yeah, <laughs> I sure am right. No one can beat you with your magic, and no one can beat you with your chutzpah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've got. Anyway, so so the, so like, what is the gig though? They need a druid to cut down the trees or something? They need us to cut down uh, a couple of, uh, what they said, uh, problematic trees that seem to be uh, dying down. One of, the, uh, one of the trees actually was, uh, one of the trees was uh, actually something that, like, uh, all of the, um, the kids 50 years ago, they all carved their name into. So it's really sad we gotta take that down, but maybe we can put it into something. Oh, uh, yeah, make it into um, like a bench or a chair or something. It's a high-paying job. They, they were really upfront with that. Um, but uh, yeah, just a good couple of just a good couple of trees. Do you need to, to, do you need me to be there to help? To of course, I need you. Okay, good, 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 good. Because I, 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 I obviously, you know, this is a high-profile job. I, I should be there. You it's know? a high-profile job. That's why it needs you. Absolutely. Absolutely it does. Who better than to come to us? I mean, come on. Yeah, come it's on. No bueno. Yeah, yeah no, bueno. bueno. no bueno. No bueno. None of them. The, the amount of buenos, none. Nada. I said, uh, no, 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 I meant no brainer, but no bueno works too. Yeah, no brainer. No brains no, needed. No brains needed. There's That's not a single brain between boys. the both of us. Yeah. No, there is not. There really isn't. And look how well we're doing. <laughs> we're great. All right. All right. Go so on. dinner and this gig. 
as he as he uh he has his axe to his side as you grab yours the Bushram brothers make their way out into the in the grove of dreams and as you're walking out into the woods with the wizard uh boy and talking about cutting down woods that's where your memories go to one of the uh <clears throat> Uh, gosh. You walk out, uh, closer, closer out into the woods, and it, it's, um, it gives, it evokes feelings of nostalgia. Um, you just have to find a really good tree. You know exactly what you're, you know exactly what you're looking for. You have the, you have the artisan's eye for it. And uh, as you as you find uh, as you find a tree on its own, um, it the the perfect one. It looks like it looks like one of the trees you and your brother had cut down. Less colorful, but the shape is there, and shapes are enough to invoke the nostalgia. But you also remember those woods. The Grove of Dreams. You remember what the father of Scarecrow said. Where your brother is trapped in at the very moment. That very forest. And as you walk closer, maybe having gone a little quiet... Do you chop down the tree? I think he would, right? Unless there's something off. There's nothing off. Nah, then he would. All right. One hit. Two. One strike after another. You... Then you miss... You miss, and then you miss again. What the fuck? And again, and Come again. And what do you mean? You thought that with everything you had, you could protect her. You could protect Sylvie. But in that moment, you couldn't hit that thing, that thing that stole away all those children as you swung with this very same axe that was in your hand you swing so hard um all the muscles in your arms tensing and yet your weapon could not find purchase on that fay oh god this is the emotional damage episode You just kept missing. You swung this axe with everything you had. Your heart emboldened by your love for for Sylvie, the want to protect her. I think she was gone. Memories kind of meld together at the moment as Jean-Claude, you were bit deeper in thought you realize like because this is so natural to you that 
you have the firewood in your hand, you chopped it up. Um, you were already walking back to camp. <clears throat> the boy is talking to you, though. You're so deep in your head. Um, the Grove of Dreams was where... Is where she was taken. It's where your brother is at, is right now. And sooner or later, you're going to be heading there. As you just place the firewoods inside, uh, uh, inside the fire. Um, the fire bursts up for a moment and it grows. Uh, the fire grows in size. And it's not that big, but for some reason you taste ash. You feel extreme heat. Oh no. Excruciating bur burning. Oh no, oh no, he's having a drowning oh, no. in a sea of burning embers. Oh no, he's having a bit of a flashback PTSD moment. Oh no. But even in this pain, even through the choking, you saw the creature on that shore. And you saw your knees. And you pushed through. And when you finally arrived, you wake up. You snap out of it. Hey, uh, thanks for the help. I really, uh, well, I learned a lot about chopping down, uh, chopping down trees, so that was really helpful. I missed. You, you got it, um, I think. I missed. Make sure you don't. Okay. I think he's gonna lumber away. Away from the warm heat of the fire that makes him think of smoke and ash and that day. Cecilia, you see Jean-Claude approaching. You finish setting up both tents. <clears throat> she goes, I realized when you were gone why you were really upset about me giving away the box, I think. And she opens up the bag she's been holding the whole time to show him. <laughs> yeah. This is what she's been thinking about, clearly. 
He looks down and goes, Ah. Uh, I... I see. Are... Are you... okay? Good night, Cecilia. Not... As you and bid. Oh, go ahead. Then she... <clears throat> she thinks a moment, like, she's thinking about, like, is this stupid? <laughs> and then she looks through Jean-Claude's stuff. <gasps> and she... JJ! <laughs> For JJ. Not JJ! <laughs> and... She goes to lay down or something. She'll just set JJ next to him and put JJ's little he hand <laughs> on his shoulder and say, Um, I... Oh, the voice. Oh, I'm right here, Jean-Claude. And then she walks away very quickly and leaves him there. <laughs> I'm gonna cry, Jenny. That was so cute. <laughs> Jenny! <laughs> oh no! Julia, she's too good for this room. Uh, I think he would just, after she leaves, just take the doll and just curl in and just hold it close to him. As you hug Sylvie that night, as she has crawled into bed with you. Wait, I'm wanting to my be, knees? Wanting to be with you that night. Oh no! She goes. Um, as she's like holding, uh, as she's holding a book. And you're holding like a little lantern for her to, to read it. It was the tired end of that night where she goes, Oh! I almost forgot. Um, and she scrambles to her, uh, she scrambles to her feet. She rushes out of the room so fast. <laughs> like, just hey, with hey, such hey. urgency. Whoa, 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 he, like, He's gonna fall after her. What the fuck is she going late at night? <laughs> <laughs> um, running off to, uh, she, she opens the front door. She's just throwing all, like, reckless abandon, going so off. That's gonna fucking kill me! Going off, uh, to her, um parents house <laughs> um she just goes you're gonna you're gonna really love it you're gonna really love it <laughs> trying to keep up with this child she goes eh. and uh she just goes she just turns around and goes wait do you stop yeah he freezes with the lantern in his hand did you know that horses can't breathe through their mouth and then she runs she she, she, she distracted <laughs> you and she runs <laughs> She's sprinting after this child like a father who's lost his child at Disney World. <laughs> she makes her way to her house and she as she opens up the door, she just she just turns around, sees you uh, approaching. Um uh and she just goes, "Barrier, barrier, barrier." 
Ah! He's gonna mimic slamming into air. No! Save me! Get back here! I'll be right back. Because these pretends do not get through the fucking air wall. She then walks a bit. She she walks to her uh, room and she comes out holding a small wooden uh, a small uh, wooden chest. A small wooden box. You realize this box, actually? This is the box that Jean, Jean-Luc used to <laughs> propose to Marie. No, but to, Marie used to propose to Jean-Luc. Oh, she, Jesus! She, she took it. <laughs> no! Marie's gonna fucking kill me! <laughs> she just goes, all right, open it. Ah, and he wants to make sure that her mom doesn't catch him with this fucking box. She's gonna fucking kill him. Your <laughs> eyes don't run. Marie doesn't seem to be here at the moment. Because <laughs> um, the reason why John Claude fights with her a lot is because he's terrified of her secretly. Um, so <laughs> uh, and he'll go, okay, just make sure this goes back where you found it, right? Okay. Okay. All right. Was this what you bought at Belia? Okay. Very important then. He's gonna like roll back his sleeves. Some high level magic must be going on here. Oh, I just step out of the barrier for you. You should, but she, you should. I can't, I cannot open the box with the barrier up. She, she just was barrier off and then walks out. <laughs> so fucking cute. Uh, so he'll sit down so that he's on her level. And he'll open the box. A bracelet made of twine, of bits of wood. But what stands out to you most? Colorful beads. Colorful beads adorn the bracelet. It's a forever bracelet. What is that? You give it to people who you always want in your life and who you know will always be there for you. He picks it up as if as if it's the most precious metal and rarest jewel uh, and he delicately hand uh, gestures to her um, may I have your head putting it on she nods excitedly gingerly slides it onto your wrist where it fits snugly of course she paid attention do you like it? it's my most favorite thing I've ever 
Thanks, Kido. And he'll ruffle her curly hair. And she yawns. It's time for bed. Come on. I'll get you back in. As you guide her to your abode, and the two of you tuck in, she just goes, Good night, Uncle. I love you. And then you go And then you go to sleep As you hug JJ close Cecilia That sucks That's that's pretty painful (laughs) Pretty fucking painful is Cecilia, is there anything else you're doing? Well, the past few days, she's been messaging Delmira every night with her remaining spells and then trying to hide um, using the moon shards to get an extra. Um, whenever Jean-Claude's driving and not paying attention. Um, God damn it. So <laughs> She's hoodwinked me. She would need to message Delmira again, though. I don't know if you want to do that right now. Or not. I, I'll absolutely do it. Okay. Um. They left off fighting, but then she talked to Creed more. Um. After. They fought. I guess she, this is harder because she doesn't know where to start with Elmira <clears throat> again now, though, because it was because it was hard. Um. She'll, but she'll say, "I don't know." If what I told you yesterday is the truth, that dad's soul is with Krowrag, that's just what the scarecrow told, implied to me. There's a little bit of a empty moment just when you thought that maybe Domir didn't want to talk to you the voice comes in whatever happens I know I didn't make a lot of good promises to you I am going to find a way to get that back. I promised you 
I promised mom. I just don't want you to go. I know you're not alone, but I don't want you to go. I know, but I have to. Which is something this particular set of sentences. I don't want you to go. I know, but I have to. It feels so familiar. Oh, no. Um, the sending continues. I have to protect you, too. And don't think about telling me not to do it. That the message? Yeah, that's about the word limit. She says, she uses the moon shards because she already cast two sendings. God damn it. So she double checks that Jean-Claude's not watching and takes the moon shards out of the I'm going to kill you when I find out. <laughs> Every single night they've been traveling I'm since she got sending. I'm going to kill you when I find it's gonna out. Be, it's going to be even worse when she just uses this to talk to Stellar for fun. <laughs> oh, he's going to he's gonna ground her ass. <laughs> She takes the moon shards, um, and says, You don't have to do anything. You have a choice. And I know which one you want. Oh. But... Please let me help you. It's dangerous. Don't come. I need you to be safe. And safe is not with me. It's never been. 
but it will one day. I promise. Emmy, is the place we're staying considered a safe haven? It is. In that case, she'll take a point of fatigue to use the moon shards one more time. I'm... I'm not gonna kill you. Jean-Claude will. Ground your ass. Look at that smile. There's <laughs> no TV time. There's no phone time. This is what this is. This is fucking cell phone time. No, it's okay. no talking I'll just with read Stella. My books. You're losing <laughs> your fucking phone privileges. You do what my little sister did, and she bragged to my mom about how you thought I couldn't get on the iPad because you blocked my phone, but I could <laughs> still check my messages. And so then my mom was like, okay, then you have to give me your iPad too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be like, give me the mood shouts. That is a hundred percent the kind of kid Cecilia would be too. She'd accidentally <laughs> give herself away. She'd be like, and you, she'd be like, and you thought I got away with it, and I got away with it too, Jean Claude. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she takes the moon shards again, and she says. I know. I don't want that for you either. And I don't know if Delmira will be able to tell this as much, but, um... But it seems like she's thought, like, probably all the last 24 hours about saying this. Um, because she doesn't normally stand up to Delmira that often, and she's done a, a lot the past couple days oh. she says but I have a choice too <gasps> someone clip that and that's where she leaves the ending. I love you. Oh. I'll find you again. Just promise me. Not now. But you just be safe. I might be busy the next few days. You're so brave. I came after a while, I will say. My pause, it's probably like 10 times the length of that before you got us, before you got sending back. He kind of takes that as a, as a rejection. <laughs> and so. She's kind of frustrated by that. 
but she'll just get the nightcap out, put the moon shards back in the pouch. <laughs> put it in the cap, gives you extra good dreams. <laughs> I was no. going to say, do not ever not wear the cap again. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> try to get off to bed. You get off to bed. And you hear knocking on the door. As you're eyes fly open it was these it was like two years ago you hear the frantic knocking and you fly to your feet Celia Celia what's wrong um she goes open the door please she does and as the door opens, you see Delmira holding your father. His oh. gaze, listless, open, mouth agape. Oh no! Looking towards the sky, Delmira tears streak down oh. her face. Del, uh, Delmira immediately puts puts him down on the couch and just kind of like holds holds his hand he just goes everything's gonna be okay dad everything's gonna be okay everything's gonna be okay everything's gonna be okay what happened you need to take him to the temple i I, I don't know i don't know i don't know um she she just goes just just please stay with him I'm, i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the temple i'm gonna get i'm gonna get people here Um, she <laughs> she goes I can help you take him there let's just just please stay here I'm, I'm gonna bring them here it's gonna be okay everything's gonna be okay okay everything's gonna be okay um and as she runs out you do notice that red has taken the sky A bright, uh, not a bright, a dark red hue. Um, that night, that night it was, um, a bad one. The, the saloon clerics. Some of them who were out there at the time, you remember the scenes of chaos um, as people, as you see people, the door was left, the front door was left open amidst the chaos. You remember seeing people uh, wandering back into town, family members hugging other family members as they were, uh, as as some of them were just uh, being, uh, some of them were just kind of like, almost like zombies like walking back into the t- into the town 
moving at a sluggish pace, family members running around uh, trying to find out and claiming who's theirs. There are even some people that aren't even in your village, a good amount of strangers who the um, Uda declared were trying to help. But the difference between all of them is that all of them were walking. Some of them cried when they hugged the people they love, when they reunited. But you just... There was that sinking feeling in your chest that... Why is your father different? The night ended in pure frustration and hopelessness. But that was... But something weighed so much more deeper on Delmira. As eventually... Um... Your father was carried to the bed that he's been staying in for the past two years. The bed where eventually he would lose his scent. Uh, He would lose the scent of trees on him. And that you would grow so accustomed to his presence that perhaps you couldn't even smell him anymore. Remember that night? Just dread, confusion. As you watched Delmira completely devoid of hope, failure washing over her as she sobs uncontrollably into the shoulder of your father who is breathing but not responding. Oh, this is awful. And you hear from Domira. Please come back. I'm so sorry. I need you. That weighs heavy on your mind. And of course, you remember the times that Domira continued to leave. Leaving, leaving your father in the care of you. She always had that look of guilt. And you're wise to your sister. Maybe at times, every time she came back, which is very, very few in between when she didn't bring anything back to help father. 
that guilt got a little heavier each time. You try to sleep. Try to. And eventually, sleep will always find you. Hopefully you have good dreams tonight. That's what the cap's for. Until Mira gave you the cap. You remember it was well worn. Delmira needed it too. And as you fall asleep, you feel the familiar thrum. You feel warmth overcoming you, a feeling of nostalgia. And as sleep begins to take you, as you sleep with the moon shards at your side, there is a familiar scent of maple and fern. A brushing of the hair from your face. And before sleep takes you away, the voice from this good memory becomes bare to you. Good night, baby girl. Ouch, Tim! Ouch, Tim! What the fuck? You fall asleep? Ouch! Not before um, casting Guiding Bolt on the DM. <laughs> yeah, fuck you! Tim, ouch! That hurt. Good night, baby girl? Alright, cool. Yeah. Cool. And that, and that is where we're going to I, end this session. Yeah, that's where we're going to end this fucking session before I kill you. That's awful. <laughs> That's awful. I'm mad. <laughs> Join us again uh, next week. I'm so mad. Uh, uh, uh. Q&A time. First question. Why are you what? watching this? <laughs> Everyone, this is our moderator, uh, JT, who has been dutifully moderating the chat. JT! We love JT the mod! We love you so much. Um, and... <laughs> Dragmare says, I roll to smack the DM. <laughs> 20. He'll actually <laughs> flinch, yeah. <laughs> Dragmire, re-roll with advantage. Wait, you're, you're not 20. <laughs> yeah, extra like, attack. Do it again. Yeah, yeah he's extra <laughs> Um, ouch, man. That was as good as time as ever. Um, to uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, great. Ask, ask your burning questions before we burned him. I got a 19 <laughs> plus one drag fire says. <laughs> Does that I, hit? <laughs> yeah. 
Tim's <laughs> AC is like a five. It hits. <laughs> Ow. The Why? problem is that Tim is so good at this, so he's just too good at this. He's too Are you good guys, at this. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> both of you okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Totally fine. This is just all my right. standard angry Emma. God damn my feels. Okay, just making sure. Not, not, don't worry. I am okay. <laughs> still rolling. Two damage. <laughs> he's still... He's still going. This entire time, it's like, hey, um, are are you guys okay? Are you guys okay? Um, <laughs> Timmy, watch no, this. <laughs> Knocked out. KO'd. Oh, you turned me into DJ. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I love Did you burn guys... that doll? Did you guys see the chat, though? Did you see Dragmire go, get JJ! Someone <laughs> oh. get JJ! <laughs> yes, my adult knows very well. My adult 30-something character <laughs> has an emotional support puppet to communicate his feelings with. That's right, right everyone. Um, Cecilia thinks it's kind of silly, but... Oh, um, it's bizarre! She, but she just tries not to judge, you know, so... <laughs> I would. She should judge. All right. Well, um, right now, in the interest of, uh, in the interest of time... Uh, we are going to start our. Uh, we're going to start our Q and A section. Uh, our Q and A section, and also our. Uh, let's just. Let's just. We're just going to talk for a bit and wind down from everything that's happening. So. Q and A. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. if anyone's still here. <laughs> if anyone's, if anyone's still, still here. here, ask those questions in the chat. If not, um, any we're questions? Just chatting. But uh, we'll just. If not, we'll just. We'll just chat. The, we'll just chat the night away. Um, AK for thirty minutes. <laughs> We're gonna chat till eleven. Um, Let's see. Do I have any questions? I guess. I guess also. I have what? a question. Are we allowed to ask them? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Jagmire did ask. Burning question. Oh, Jim. Okay. Um, real quick. Sorry. Um, burning question. How to get better at descriptions? I uh, couldn't tell you personally. But I'm sure Timmy can. <laughs> this is a Tim question. Uh, how to get better at descriptions? Uh, I just oh, um... oh Dragmire is is throwing the questions. In the chat. Oh boy! Hey, okay, I got you. Um, yeah. So Jenny can uh, Jenny can attest. Uh, I used to be super way overly long uh, for my descriptions. I I DM for like six years uh, up to this point. Um, and there was a time where it was just uh, it was just way too much. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I come from a, like a a writing background and it's just um you know generating prose um and such but it, it's just it's just practice uh more than anything and i definitely a thousand percent i i write things down beforehand and i reference them when i'm talking um whenever i think of a good phrase to describe something i write it down and i use it later um i have i have notes here with like little phrases that are like oh yeah i definitely want to implement this to make myself sound uh prettier um, verdant green nebulum was something that I thought about last night, and I was like, I so want to use this. It to was describe. so pretty. The description you gave, it was mm -hmm. a, the forest. It was a grove of dreams, right? Yes, it was, it was um, so pretty. An ancient forest. Um, but yeah, um, it's just practice. Write. Uh, I read. I, I read a lot. Uh, yeah. If the players go so far off course, how do you get them back on track? Uh, <laughs> we don't generally, I think. 
Um, well, the, the, the prevailing question becomes how to like um, how to uh, like how to get your players on track. And the thing is, people say railroading is bad. Um, it's 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 not. There's there is bad railroading. There's good railroading. Um, there the um, how I build my tracks. Um, because people, you, you don't want to go on tracks that you don't want to, you don't want to be on. But it's like, oh, obviously I have to do this. Um, you have to, you have to build things that are very interesting, uh, very interesting to the, uh, to the character, uh, to the characters. Um, you have to build like, you, ha- you have to build in things that are interesting, like personal backstory stuff, things that would want them and entice them to go on. And a thing that I ask my players uh, at the very at the very top before anything in session zero is that you all have to be like very into each other. You all have to be very like um, fans yeah, of each other and such, um, because then that becomes like, oh, people want to see this person's backstory, uh, uh, this backstory going. Um, and, you know, the entirety of Blackguards was built on that foundation. Um, of like, oh yeah, there's so much backstory. Everyone's colliding with their stuff at once. So obviously everyone wants to go uh, full force forward uh, into it. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, build 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 your tracks with like personal things and pay attention to your to your players. That's what I would say. Uh, yeah, see. we have a group of um, nine total um, <laughs> with one of Timmy's kids. That's including Timmy. And so it only works because we still play like the same way, except probably even slower. And we play slow on here, so we play even slower. And with that many people, and it's very role play heavy, so you can imagine that it could be really slow. And the only way it works, and like people like really work hard to make the schedule work to come to the game because Timmy's awesome and all the players yeah. are awesome. But um, but Timmy's games are you know pretty pretty great. So but like it's everyone really cares about what everyone else is doing and in general since the characters are like you know they have goals that timmy understands and we still surprise him and we roll with it but like in general at least like since everyone is pretty focused i feel like um i feel like people it's easier to predict kind of what a character might do since everyone's goals are pretty well defined and people understand, though I'm sure there's plenty of surprises, especially in that game. Yeah, that's the one that JT is in us with. Um, yes. And also, like, railroading sometimes is very helpful as a player, right? Like, it helps to have that structure, especially for a game like Blackguards, where we had so many emotional beats <laughs> happening for so many different people, right? We needed to, like, have a structure of something to follow. Um, but I also think what Jenny and, and Tim are saying is absolutely true. Like, by being invested in the other characters and the other players at the table, you don't, I don't think you have to worry too much about them going too off the, but that's also the team, right? It's the team aspect. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about them going off the rails because even if they do go off the rails, it's in support of each other. Which is probably in support of the story as is. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, and if it goes too far off, then that just probably means it was an oversight. <laughs> on but Timmy doesn't make those really often. I feel like it's yeah. he he tends to understand. He he has a very good understanding of people's characters and how they think usually. 
and yeah. the players too. Like we we always will predict what people will do with different things in our casual conversations. But beyond that too, like it's okay to tell people like it's I some people that drag racing is canon. <laughs> in song open. <laughs> Someone like but like you know some people really hate it, but like it's okay to just tell people like hey can we get back on track to this like yeah. before this game timmy told us hey just so you know like this session's yeah. short and like none don't you don't have to be suspicious of anyone here i and i i really appreciate that transparency um especially like because i've been at some tables where people get really frustrated if like people aren't following a plot line or following on track and they don't speak up about it like it communication is so key for mm -hmm. any of these games. Um, Partially you know, a player responsibility too. Yeah. Wide to sweeping answer. Track. Session zeros are important. Yeah. Set your Set expectations. expectations. Um, but yeah. And out of game conversation on things like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, follow up question to that. Um, Dragmire draws go. So you guys define your goals right off the bat. Um, um it's, I mean, go for it, too. It, it's definitely something that me as the DM, I help them with. Um, mm -hmm. Because typically, you know, things. I think things start off really strong when you go into a game knowing what you knowing what your character wants. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you have an I want song all lined up and ready to go. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's definitely something that I really try um, as part of my, even before Session Zero, when I just start talking to people in, in the group. Before before the camp, you know, before the campaign gets a name, I just uh, like okay, give me your backstory, give me like give me the, these are things I'll ask for. Do you need more? Do you need characters? I can give you this and like okay, here's here's a goal. Here's what's gonna happen. Um, and it's important to be like to be be transparent about like oh, okay, you know, this session's gonna be this. I'm gonna start you off here, and this is where it's gonna go. Um, and it, yeah, it's just really important to like. Uh, to talk to them and um, because no one wants to go into something like aimless you know unless that's the game they want to play uh, but uh, but but yeah um, typically yeah I, we do and, define goals and I do think like even if a player doesn't naturally have that instinct to do that if it's in Timmy's game, Timmy knows that he will probably guide them towards doing that in the process of say, this is what I have for my character. Then he will probably make up some stuff because he gives us like lore documents about mm. stuff related to our character that they would know. And a lot of times that in of itself can probably inspire. Yeah. Um, what Because if someone comes into a game not really being like, just being like, yeah, this is my character, and they don't know much about them, and then they suddenly get more information. Like, most of the time, people tend to, like, double down and commit after that because they start seeing the world as more real at that point, I feel like. And it's like, oh, and then, well, my character cares about this now, even if they didn't, maybe didn't think they did uh, even think of it before. But Timmy would probably help guide towards a goal if you didn't come in with one. Or if you come in with one, usually he helps strengthen it pretty pretty quickly <laughs> goals oh. i think will just come to you oh sorry no go for it uh, I was gonna, uh goals will just i think just naturally come to you if you have a better understanding uh of the world and you feel better established uh in it um which is what jenny said um a thousand percent um 
Yeah, it just... Dragmire... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, Dragmire said, I hate aimless games. I'm in one and my characters have no idea what to do. They're just with their group because they've been there for so long now. And, like, literally, like, I can relate to that. I'm not going to talk about it on here, probably. But, like, they're, they're, I have played in a game... I've played in a game where, like, um, the GM just every session basically gave us nothing to do. And all the players would just, the players were fantastic. And we would just make stuff up together. We'd make up all this drama. We were doing our own thing all the time. And we had fun with that. But, like, any, the GM would hardly introduce anything. So it's like, yeah, it really does fall on everyone. Because on one hand, if you're a GM trying to get your players to do something and they all say no and over and over again, then you can't do anything. And then at the same time, if, if in a weird case like that where the GM kind of isn't doing anything, he's just asking you what you want to do constantly without presenting anything new, then also, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I I think, too, like, as a player, what helps? Like, Because sometimes it can be, like, overwhelming to be like, well, what does my character want? Um... I think another fun way to explore that when creating a character is like, what kind of trajectory would I like to see in a play in a character? Um, for example, uh, do you want to play a warforged who's never experienced emotion, and so you want to explore how would something that is right, that's something that is mechanical, that is not built for these things, how would that experience emotion? Do you want to play someone? who has been downtrodden, right? And and truly, you know, thinks that, you know, be, uh, relationships with people are meaningless and then to discover that there is power in working together, right? Like, I think that's something that helps with, for me at least, when I want to play a character and I really don't have an idea of, like, anywhere I want to go, I like to just explore, like, what kind of trajectory do I, would I like to... Like, what do I want to explore? How can this character grow? And then vice versa, you know, by exploring that, it kind of gives one, the players at the table, something fun to watch, right? Because, you know, they, they get to see people changing and, and morphing and evolving. Um, and it also gives them something to connect with too, right? You guys just become mm -hmm. that more interlocked. So I think that helps too. And then Jaime and Stellar are deaf coming back. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're uh, yeah. also coming back. What you uh -huh. said, Emma, too, like I I feel like your your thought process with that too also is part of why your role play feels kind of focused sometimes. Like sometimes I get surprised because I think I think I think about some things differently sometimes than you do. And like I get surprised a lot. <laughs> um sometimes even <laughs> with your characters who I know very well, when they react very they'll react very strongly to like one little thing and i think i think that might come from a place of because you tend to understand what journey they're on and how that triggers their reaction to like because obviously if you're on a journey changing then you know people tend to be resistant to change yeah and stuff and and so when certain things definitely would be like more triggering to a person like someone says because i've seen your care i've seen i've have had to have a, several instances instances i can speak i promise i've had several instances <laughs> where like someone's just like said something and it like really like hit your character way harder than 
than I would have expected and it, like big reaction and it's like oh it makes sense if it's playing and maybe playing into their insecurities about their overall journey and things yeah. and and stuff so that that was it's like so hearing you said that it just made a lot of sense <laughs> yeah now now Jenny's gonna be able to know everything about me now <laughs> I thought I there will be no more secrets no I'm no kidding. more <laughs> no more secrets no more I, yes no more I, and Stellar need to come back um <laughs> And then I saw a question. <clears throat> How do you guys build your characters? Do you have standard array or do we roll? I think we, we roll, right? Uh, I roll. We, we, we can, roll. Uh, we, we'll knock it out of the way. Yeah, I, we roll. I have extra rules. So uh, so normally when I play with someone, I, I just tell them straight up like, hey, you can you can roll. Um, take, you, can take the, you can take your highest one. If it's not 18, you can take it in 18. Um, uh, other rules I do is that like, hey, if you want to... You can play like whatever exact character you want in your head. You 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 can you can change any stats you want. I trust you because no one's gonna make an all eighteen. People put negatives. They they um they they. they love. I love negatives so much. I promise that's not what I did with Cecilia. Her stats are just really good. Yeah, <laughs> but she um, also she's not a variant human. We start off with a free feed at level one anyway, so I went to the plus one to all stats. That's part of why her stats are so good. Um, I will I will I say negatives. though um. I've given that to like uh, a lot. I, I given that uh, idea to a lot of people. What people mostly tend to do is that they they, they actually like more often than not, but bring something down um, mm -hmm. because they, they <laughs> yeah. because they do have a character and they do have a character in mind. Um, and you know the character is flawed or is clumsy or whatever, and they and they adjust accordingly. Uh, Flaws are so fun um, to play because no and, one wants to play um, all all eighteen <laughs> score. Yeah. Timmy will also so also when we roll we we will always roll one extra die too so they already skew higher in general because but you can pick out of your seven that you roll you can pick whichever six you want and then like we said he's basically okay with you changing your stats to you're basically allowed to pick your stats if you want but also he lets you re-roll your stats as many times as you want to so like a whole set like you could roll if you don't like your first seven you can roll a whole another seven you could do that ten times and pick one if you wanted um but it usually people end up pretty balanced and he, like he also just likes players to be stronger because the games can be hard <laughs> dragmar yeah. find a way to make you no longer love playing in all 18. <laughs> tim is very good since he helps build the characters he is very good at finding ways to make things hurt oh all 18. so you're so you're good like that for a good reason right oh no Mm -hmm. Emotional damage. <laughs> um, says what? What? What are your? Uh, what? What is like uh, society's expectations of you? What are your family's expectations of you? How did that form? How did that form you? Um, you're well, a prodigy. You're. A, that's actually mm. could be really interesting. Lots of pressure. You're, so you're a chosen perfect. one. Right. 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 Um, and um, question to you guys: How do you guys build your characters? Whoa. Uh, what? What? What mean? <laughs> Um, like, gosh, wait, yeah. <laughs> I, I can start. I actually have yeah. an answer. Please, JT, take over. I tend to get either an idea I really want to see fleshed out. Like, mm. in the nine-person game, my character started as... was supposed to be a short-term villain. That never happened. Yay. But he's basically a fantasy version of Ticketmaster. <laughs> I wanted to see how that could play out. 
<laughs> so Tim and I built up this very charismatic, very smart-willed actor bard, and we've run with it since then. And I've just recently rolled a character, had one idea I wanted to play off of, and Tim went above and beyond saying, hey, maybe this. Or, hey, have you seen this particular item? He's going to kill us. I... No. <laughs> With love. Yes. Yes. A pickaxe named love. A pickaxe named love. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, um... When I make my characters for Timmy's games... Um, if, if you don't know, Timmy and I are a couple, so we do talk a lot. I feel like most They're people know so that, but then I realize cute. there's like people who are. Then I realize there's people on, in here who like don't know us that well, so I don't actually know who knows or not. I um, want but... you guys to play a fan, <laughs> like a like a romance TTRPG, two person TTRPG for Valentine's <laughs> Day. There is that one where it's like, oh, two people have to be a fake couple. Um, they have yes! to be, that'd be funny. That'd be so yes! funny. Yes, um, and but, I'll be um, moderating. But yeah, but so like we talk on the phone all the time, and so like. Whenever I'm coming up with a new character, usually I have I, like I haven't written a backstory in a long time on paper because we just <laughs> talk about the character and then usually they get very well fleshed out because that like Cecilia was very um Cecilia was very talked about for months. Most of the time games take months to get up and running anyways, even for home games. So talk about a character for ages and ages, and then they probably turn out a little different in-game, but sometimes they don't anymore. My character for our big game, I did not figure her out until after I played her, and it was frustrating me so much leading up to it. But Cecilia was... Like, some things... Like, I, ma I make realizations about Cecilia, of course, but more or less, like, this is kind of how she was planned. She's I didn't know she'd so be transporting cute. moon shards. I knew she'd be transporting something. I didn't know what it would be. Um, but yeah, we just talk about it for a long time. And then he also gives you lore sheets. <laughs> I've said this before off screen, but I'll say it again. I can very much be a skeptic of like goodness and like players playing like a good character. Jenny, <laughs> time after time again, plays characters that I'm like, that's good. Like, that is someone <laughs> who is good. Like, that is goodness, and it's believable. You know what I mean? Like I like to play good characters. And she does that's, it so that's, well. That's my type. Even, like, my mean characters are usually... Usually my mean characters, part of their story is kind of that, like, you know, it's, like it's that they, they are very pure and good at heart. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that's that's the Daphne. She Give is actually really sweet. <laughs> I know we all we all have a little facet of. Our, is there? Let me check back in the chat. I shall implement these lore sheets. Yes. <laughs> so you guys take a super long time to start a game. To start hey. up a game, we're like yeah, we we it just takes forever to coordinate. Yeah. You, sometimes it's yeah. schedules. It's, sometimes it's just say starting. It's scheduling. Yeah. We just have too many games to do. Yeah. But I love them. Lots of games. I think. There's like what, like 27, 28? Oh like my gosh. Near, near 30 uh, campaigns. I don't that I'm know running. what counts. What counts? What counts as a game you're running, though? <laughs> I don't think there's 27. 27! Uh, there's, there's less. There's less. <laughs> yes, less. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. 
and don't apologize for asking questions. I'm glad you're asking them. Yeah, yeah. you're the you're the only one asking them, so go for it. <laughs> yeah, we're super glad you're asking, Dragonmire. Thank you so much. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, lore sheets. Yeah, implement those. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll say um, this is advice that I I got from an adventure academy with Brendan Lee Mulligan and Matthew Mercer, and it helped uh. me a lot. Uh, but as a DM, you do need to find ways to be lazier. Just take off, take <laughs> off a, a workload, like legitimately. Um, just do work that needs to be that's like necessary. Um, don't build a town like oh yeah, I got to figure out the fucking export import of this place. Um, <laughs> just build what you need, what the players are go are going to see, and build enough that you're confident that if the players do go off track or they ask a question about something, that you are you feel good you feel good enough about your world that you can make something up. Um. Yeah. Let three... me find. Yep. Speaking of lore sheets, lore. um, I compiled all of Timmy's lore documents <laughs> from all his games into one document. It's wild. And I'm waiting it's for it insane. to load so I can tell you how many pages it is. Um, <laughs> the list of Drag NPC Bear. names is a couple pages long on its own. Uh, Dragfire goes, the three pillars of D&D, &D, scheduling issues, extensive character playlists, and homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so we his... are all depressed queer kids, everyone. Yep. <laughs> so his um, lore document uh, that I put all his lore things together, and this is only stuff I have access to. There's some things that go to characters that I do not have like I don't have Jean-Claude's sheet for example um it's um 206 pages long <laughs> on Google Docs so a man's writing a book over here it's yeah it's like a whole book <laughs> it's kind of crazy it's still not done yet uh we're just we're, all, we're unlocking the southern hemisphere <laughs> oh yeah we've only played in yes, the northern hemisphere of his setting so far <laughs> Um, you have 206 pages. Yeah, <laughs> uh, super passionate uh, about this. And um, yeah, hire me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hi hire me. Yeah, hire Tim. Hire him. Hire him. To write, write uh, the things. So oh, I have a question for Tim since he brought up Mr. Mulligan and Mr. Mercer. Ooh. I'll take a question directly from them. Timmy, what's your opinion on snacking during the game? <gasps> I do it all I say the time, this as though. someone who has to be. I was gonna say, um, I've literally I eat every single fucking game. You can hear me crunching on our podcast. I'm sorry. It's completely fucking alright. It's good. <laughs> People need to eat. People need to consume. People you when you talk for a while. When you, when everyone's putting their brains together, uh, all right, you don't want, you don't want, you don't want fucking, um, you don't want fucking Shanann to go, to go down because she didn't get to snack on like some, you, you know, she didn't, she didn't. <laughs> yeah, she I'm going to pass out because I can't have my money. Yeah, she, she, her, her half a payday that's been sitting on her desk that she's not allowed to eat because it's a little too noisy because the wrapper is a little bit too noisy. You don't want that to be a trap for them. You want them to, you want them to be energized. For the game, um, I've been having a habit now. Actually, um, personally, like I would snack. Um, I would. I just get too focused uh, for the game. I have soylence, yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, but I do drink water. Uh, except I haven't drinking water today uh, during the game. Um, no, go drink your uh -oh. water. Hey, 
fucking shit. That's what I was about to say. I was about to say, like, Timmy, you'll ne you're probably never going to catch Timmy snacking during a game unless it's, like, a bit that he's being very intentional about because um, he, he can't even, like, eat and have a conversation with me on the phone at the same time. So it's... Yeah, it's I just, like I remember he used to get jealous because he's like he's like wait you ate your dinner already when we're talking on the phone. Snacking <laughs> <laughs> um, during a game just makes me feel comfortable. Like I'm hanging out with friends and it reminds me that we will implement the world. a reward points hydrate <laughs> option at some point. Dragmire. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, um, snack away. Um, if people throw a fit about it because you're nourishing yourself, then uh, f fuck them. <laughs> If they whine about it, they can drown in my massive bowl of popcorn. <laughs> kettle corn, kettle corn. Nah, popcorn. Okay. Um, my favorite snack, uh, salted caramel peanuts um, that Ooh. you have to buy online. Uh, uh, and they are awesome. Uh, they're sweet. I hate pistachios. I hate... Uh, <gasps> unless... <laughs> Hot, unless, hot. Uh, unless, unless, unless the pistachios come already plucked away in a bowl. But if I have, Jesus. if I, if I have to, if I have to tear that shit apart, like okay, I love, I love all kinds. Say that to a Sicilian. You can't say that to a Sicilian woman. But okay, okay. First of all, <laughs> quote me on this. I love all kinds of nuts. Um, pistachios, I like def, like definitely pistachio cream. Like uh, yeah, come on. I got a little, I got a little Sicily inside me too. Um, what are you gonna do? You're, uh, you're, everyone is an honorary Sicilian on um, this stream. Congratulations! I, I hate yeah. the process of <laughs> stripping uh, a pistachio. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. I feel Be that because I have totally, I have totally gotten them under my thumbnail and uh, fucked, fucked myself. Lord up. help Timmy if he ever runs into an unshelled walnut. Well, All right. Oh, also, well, oh, hold on. Dragmare asked, "How did you?" With Balgram Buster, and also he said that Jean Claude made a smart move earlier, and I can't remember Balgram Buster. So can you remind me of the smart thing I did? Balgram Buster was from he was the one with the when you when you got your armor enchanted. What did um, I figure out really? about him? I looked up a dwarven name generator. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I saw Balgram. And I thought, oh. Dragmire, I pop them up with my mouth, too. How do y'all have teeth? I, I got good teeth, baby. That's how you do I don't. I don't. <laughs> she's like, I don't have good teeth. I just, I just no, don't I, I like actually the don't. taste. Of, no, no. I don't, like, I don't like nuts in general. Like, so. Here's my thing. Pistachio desserts are severely underrated. However... You have to have really like nice pistachios because you can have really disgusting pistachio desserts, aka the cookies from my childhood that were like. Oh, bricks. don't! Hey, hold on. Those suck. There are some. <laughs> they, they do suck ass. They're disgusting. But uh, but when you I have, am a, oh, you have my a, side of culture, the, the 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 Asian side, we get the worst. <laughs> we get the worst. <laughs> But then you. But if you have like really nice quality pistachios, you can have like pistachio cream. You know, like it, uh, it could be very good. It could be very good. But like the little green fucking cookies that you get in the supermarket, that's like the Italian pistachio cookie. I'm like, this is for the birds. The this is for fucking freaking birds. Chinese pistachio cookie is a sugar cookie, <laughs> and they put one little pistachio on top. Oh my no! god! Oh, no! So, so I'll. Call 
wouldn't agree that if you have a shitty pistachio cookie, toss it. Toss it. <laughs> toss it. Toss it. At least, uh, at least they don't do cashews wrong. They're just absurdly uh, expensive. Why? Yeah. Uh, cash is right. Ew. Cash, ew. <laughs> um. Oi. 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 No. No. No? Cashews are good, even though they're technically oh, not a no. nut. No, he was making a joke. They're great, but cash, I'm aware. Ew, you have to you have to be like, oh, I hate cash. If you want to buy fucking cashew, it's so much money. Yeah, um, money, baby. All right. Dragmeyer said JC immediately made the connection that Balkan Buster was being a ball buster <laughs> <laughs> because he was. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the extent of Jean Claude's intelligence, though. <laughs> Wordplay. That, that is what that wisdom gets you. That is what a nat twenty negative that, one. That that is what a nat twenty minus. He's very one smart. That's why he threw his axe at that door and disabled the whole trap. Can we talk about how Tim Tim truly broke at that moment? He's like, you have no idea. And yeah, you didn't explain on stream what those traps axe. were, did you? What you told um, us. Okay, uh, this will be the last uh, thing we do because uh, we just went over thirty minutes. Uh, yeah, the, the the trap. Okay, so that door, when you touched it, it was going to teleport whoever touched uh, saving throw, and teleport them to a um like like a room, like uh, a prison, and um there would be like a time limit. There would be, but it, nothing would nothing bad would happen to them because everything up there was meant to deter people away. Um, right. And that's why the um, that's why the guy who was with you the. Uh, Gosh, the hologram, the holo, the hologram. That's why he was being so foreboding. It's like you should hurry or something like that, because the it was meant to add pressure to the moment. But the sequence, the the code break, and he was saying that to two people who were just uh, you know strolling by. Um, it was meant to be a moment of like horror, like like yeah, one of you is trapped in a dark room. Something's definitely encroaching. Death feels like it's gonna come by. You can't do anything, and the other one's trying to do a puzzle and trying to trying to get to you. And the two of you have to yell at each other to like to solve the puzzles because you have like clues written on the on the prison on, on the cell that the wall that you're in. But uh, didn't happen. Uh, might be you busting threw an axe at the door. <laughs> I, and that's the th that's the, that's the thing I um I like I like doing that. It's like yeah, I prepared this thing, but like players circumventing it, knowing that you had something, and just because just by doing something and you allowing that to happen, um, it's it's a really nice it's a really nice feeling uh for them, and I don't get too beaten up over it because uh, I don't get too attached. I learned not to get too attached to any idea that I have because players are kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's about it. So uh, thank you so much uh, all for Thanks, watching. Thanks, guys. Um, and uh, if you enjoyed uh, JT's presence here, well, we got something for you. Just we have an announcement. <laughs> next time? Is there an announcement next week? Hmm? Next week. Next, next week is the announcement? Well, the next week will be a little late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be a bit ah. too late to announce it when the stream's already started. Damn All right. It. Hey. Uh, do we want to announce it now? 
Nah, no. <laughs> so, next week, we are going to be starting off with our very first guest. Yay! Um, and that guest might be here in this in this room with us right now. Guess, I will guess, no longer guess. be the disembodied voice that pops in randomly on stream. He will be on screen. His face will be present. Yay! And he's going to yell at us in person. In person! I'm only going to yell at Timmy. Well, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> oh. We're very excited to meet his character. We are very, and remember, very I want you to remember for next week that um, he is... That JT is the biggest Swifty I know. Anyways, thanks for coming. Stop. Thanks for watching, everyone. <laughs> uh, Jenny, this is what I get for knowing someone for too long. <laughs> this is what I get for friendship. Um, but uh, we here are very excited to have uh, JT along for the for the journey um, as Yay! we head towards a Phyrexian. Um and uh, yeah, uh, very excited to start this new chapter of Song Woven. Um, because this is, uh, I forgot to say this at the top of the session. Hey, we're going to head into a new chapter. Whoa, this is going to be like a big start thing, but well, we're not going to say it. Chapter, um, unlike our other game that's not even out of the prologue yet. We're out of the <laughs> prologue. We are way out of the prologue. We are way out. I will not we'll In all we'll of our active games. Um, but, uh. We are very excited to uh, we are very excited to have a guest. Uh, We're very excited to have JT um, with us, longtime longtime friend, longtime moderator, um, and we love him. So, uh, with that said, we'll see you next week. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.